What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Alt Skull. What's up, sir? Ahoy, matey. Ahoy. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Uh, also joining us this evening, just Jack. What's up, Jack? It's been hot as hell here for the past couple days. Oh, bro, it's, so, it's, it's been ridiculous with the humidity and everything, too. It's not even, not even funny. No, not at all. Record-setting heat. Um, record-setting heat over the past couple of days. How's it been? How's it been over there, Skull? Dude, all it does is rain, and it's like ninety degrees outside. It's oh, miserable. That's terrible. So bad. That's yeah. horrible. Is it humid too? It's just a hundred percent humidity with with heat. It's like jungle weather. That is not good. That is that's no. not a good combination. No. The weeds in my garden love it. I can't yeah. get out there and do anything about it because it's just pouring down rain every oh, single day. Oh, it's terrible, I know. Yeah. And you just look out there and give them the finger. Yeah, I know. You can I do. feel like a sense of despair and anger. Man, I haven't even been able to... Because of because of work this year, I haven't been able to do a proper garden. Yeah, you're out, out of town all the time. That, yeah, that happens. But um, I have this set up. Uh, we, did, we got potatoes. You know, we did a we did a good run of potatoes as usual. The last run lasted us all the way. Um, I'm actually using what's left of last year's as seed. Oh, nice! Yeah, so that's cool. Second generation of my own seed potatoes. Pretty cool. That's badass. Yeah, yeah I still have like 300 still in the ground, and I've just been like going out there and pulling up one mound as I need them and. I need to make sure I get them all up before they start rotting or anything like that, but they still seem okay. So. Well, they'll just start growing again is what will happen. Well, yeah, but I want to eat them before they do that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I missed I missed a couple last year, and we had some some new starters all by themselves. So I'm like, oh, cool. That'll, that'll be a nice group of potatoes that I didn't have to plant myself. Yeah, the ones we have here in Japan are, like, super hard. They're not huge they're kind of small but they're super hardy and they don't really have a jacket so they don't rot like they just grow yeah like you said they just grow new eyes and then they'll grow new potatoes they nice. hardly ever rot nice mm. yeah we did uh yukon gold and kennebec and uh what did we do last year yukon gold kennebec and russets and so russets are great yeah oh, those are my favorite I should have planted those this year, actually. Those are my favorite. None of them got really huge. I didn't get any like the giant like Idaho russets. Yeah. Um I think next year um uh I'd like to I'd like to get a, a new well, our tractor is on its last on its last legs. It was maintained like you know, the whole time the in laws had the tractor. Uh they you know, they maintained it while the father in law was still alive when he passed. Um it's only been inter- intermittently maintained, and it's very old. Uh, it's way beyond my my willingness to drop money into it. I'd rather just buy a new one. But uh, when I do, I think Kubota's got some pretty good stuff going on, and um, a lot of their attachments. I need to uh, retill everything up. That that ground is very packed. It's been 
it's been used for a few years in a row, or quite a few years, and uh, it's kind of hard. So I think if we loosen the soil, we'll get, we'll get better uh, results. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, no, you can't till your garden. You have to do the, the uh, I can't remember what's the, oh, the new the no-till thing. Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I think I'll just till it and replant stuff because that's really easy and it gets rid of all the weeds. Right, but how do you, right? How do you do potatoes in no-till? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I just, I don't quite understand. It just seems like, oh, here's a bunch of extra work you can do. It's like, eh. It's like that, what's it, Klugenflugen, whatever it is, where you bury like a tree. That's what I was trying to remember and I can't remember the name. Yeah. That's some Swedish thing, Hergeflergi. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like you bury trees. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That that's cool, and then in ten years you have great dirt, right? Right, exactly. It's like mm, trees take forever to break down, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like I till my garden, I put potatoes in the ground, I get more potatoes. Hey, it's so. Why weird. should I mess with what works? Right. It's like with chickens, you give them a little bit of your, you feed them your scraps, they give you breakfast every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look, don't have it? to overcomplicate everything. That's like a libtard thing to do, like. Once science gets involved, right? Tell me right. how. Tell me how. Tell me how a chicken evolved. Like, how is that survival of the fittest? How is a sloth the fittest? Please explain. Yeah, right. Explain to me. Explain to me once again how a platypus is the fittest that survived. You know, right. it's just not a bunch of extra parts that God threw in a bag, shook it together, and then whoop, that's what we got. You know what I mean? With with a poison spike. Yeah, it's genitalia too. It's, yeah, it's got like a. Yeah, it's got like some sort of a venomous spike. And it's a yeah. duck and a beaver with webbed feet. Yeah, it's a mammal that lays eggs because fuck you. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. makes sense, dude. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine evolving for billions of years and still being a jellyfish? Right. Like what? How, I guess like certain certain parts of the Big Bang just didn't evolve. I guess. I don't know. I don't, I, dude, I don't know. Every time I hear the word bang when it comes to like explosions and stuff, because like, you know, it was just the 4th of July recently. And oh, by the way, I don't know if this is them celebrating the Reconquista or if they're just happy that they're here, but I've never seen more patriotic Mexicans in my entire life than this year. Like all the squats were red, white, and blue on the 4th. It was crazy. <laughs> Like more than the white people were like, you know, the people that celebrate, like the, you know, your heritage Americans that like would celebrate the 4th of July normally. You know, I saw like the entire, I see like an entire Salvadorian family and it looked like the 4th of July section at Target had just stepped out, you know. It's so, it's yeah. just odd to me. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they're celebrating the Reconquista of America or something. Looked but- like that guy that Hillary Clinton killed. I can't remember his name. Oh, Seth Rich. Seth Rich, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Seth Rich the most, the most patriotic libtard ever, sure. Oh, I believe that's dude, the my neighbor's my neighbor is a patriotic libtard. Um has Biden twenty twenty. Uh and and instead of Biden twenty twenty four, it just has the Ray Bans, it has the aviators. It's got the black aviators and it says twenty twenty four underneath it. Oh goodness. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> says it says uh pro America anti Trump. <laughs> like he's like one of those he's got like a uh i don't know what kind of libtard this libtard is but it's like it's a special breed right there man that is weird yeah he's like a america fuck yeah sorry did i offend you with that language okay cool all right cool we're gonna keep going uh 
<laughs> I just saw uh, my kid. He's sixteen, so uh, he's he's getting into South Park. Unfortunately, also it's stuff I can relate to. Um, you know, you always got to relate to the kids, right? But uh, we just watched the post-pandemic three-part movie that they did, where they're all in their in their forties now, and they go back and like they 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 did not they were like they stopped being friends during the pandemic and whatever, but. Uh, PC principal is still in it, and um, yeah, I, I didn't. This, Cartman marry a Jewess? I think I only yes. saw one of them. Cartman married. Cartman became an Orthodox rabbi and married a Jewess, <laughs> and has three. Like he's very, like proper, like literally. And of course, Kyle doesn't believe him. It's great. It's actually like it's a. It's actually pretty good. Uh, I, as much as I hate saying that I wa- I enjoy media. Oh no, skulls here. We can talk about media. That's right. <laughs> Skull's always doing research, yeah. <laughs> aka exactly. watching TV. But exactly. um, <laughs> dude, it's for the, it's it's totally for the revelation of the method, right, bro? Right, it's for the channel. I'm trying to discover deep truths embedded in these uh, shows, like and, the Terminator. But you do though, and and you you are, and you do. And the thing is, is you don't at the point that we're at in this like whole thing, like you don't even have to really look very hard anymore, you know. No, you don't. It's just like they they stand out. It's like um, what do they call those? those magic eye pictures where you have to stare at it and like relax your eyes to be able to see the three D image or whatever. Uh, I'm really good at those. Yeah, I I love those. I do this great. Uh, I used to flex on people who couldn't see it. Absolutely, you couldn't see it. I got it in two seconds. Right? Oh, totally. That was me. <laughs> yep. Uh, was it from Mall Rats? It's a schooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was when those things came out in like 94 but uh um, yeah. but that's how those things stand out now in movies and in media and stuff it's like looking at uh at one of those magic eye pictures and most people can't see it because they're blinded to it or they're npcs or you know they just they're just not aware um and that stuff just stands out to me now but um yeah uh south so we watched the south park three-part movie i'm not embarrassed to say that feels good to say that I enjoyed a little bit of media, you know, and I laughed too quite a bit at, uh, at, uh, and some of the jokes were terrible. Like they did a lot of P in the future. Everybody is like, what? Like, so ridiculous, like terribly PC. Jimmy, the cripple is uh Jimmy Kimmel. Basically he's doing the Jimmy show and all of his jokes, uh, they sound, they start off racist, but they turn into like, you know, um, super, super duper PC. It's terrible. It's actually terrible. But anyway, I don't know why I went on that South park thing. Sorry about that guys. There was no revelation of the method. It was just like, you know, <laughs> there was nothing really. Um, they or did, was I, there? Or actually, there, there was like government. They talked about like government stuff. Like it was pretty, some of it was pretty fun. Time travel. Kenny Kenny made an actual time travel machine. Professor Kenny the chat, McCormick. The chat GPT episode was pretty funny. I saw that recently. Oh, I, I, have, I have that saved. I haven't watched it. Is it good? It's good. It's worth watching. It's basically like exactly what ChatGPT is and all of the problems that can come along with it. Like the premise is that there's boyfriend girlfriend relationships and the girls are so excited about the texts that they're getting from their boyfriends, but it's just the boyfriends are using ChatGPT to write everything. Oh boy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So the girls are getting like these love letters and boys aren't actually right. Great. And they, I care about you so much. And I think about your feelings and what would you like to do? And what do you think about this and that? And it's just like, I don't know what the fuck it's saying. I just put it into chat GPT and then <laughs> t- t- uh, right. Copy and paste it and send it to her. 
Oh boy. I mean, they did they did go from being kind of a semi ridiculous show to being um lampooning uh the um culture, modern modern culture. And they're uh, kind of like the events, Simpsons current events not all the like pure evil. <laughs> yeah, like the Simpsons are just terrible. They, they haven't do you think the Simpsons were ever good? It's not funny. There's nothing really entertaining or funny about it. I, I don't quite understand. I think it's got some black magic spell over it or something that they use to hypnotize people so that they can insert their messages or whatever, because I've watched a lot of episodes of the Simpsons and I've never mm-hmm. found myself just laughing and enjoying it. Like I do with South park. For I've example. chuckled a couple of times. At the Simpsons. Like I'll laugh at Homer, but I think that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Um, or like growing up as like, a kid, like all my friends love the Simpsons and everything. I'm just like, I just don't understand the hype. I mean, it's not terrible, it's, but like, it's not like yeah, it's not like consistently good. Like, it's not like, wow, I got I to tune into the Simpsons because this episode's going to be so great. It's, like, eh. it's never been. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been an episode. But I, I believe they said that in the beginning. One of the first episodes when um, I think Bart and Homer were watching the Cosby show. And they're like, wow, this thing's still on. And Bart yeah. said, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, if I had a if I had a show that had that kind of a formula or whatever, I'd run it until it ran into the ground. <laughs> that is actually funny if you know, mm-hmm. if you know what happened later on, right? And they and they they do insert all sorts of stuff in there, like Homer Simpson gets the nuclear glow rod down his shirt, but nothing ever happens to him. It's like, oh, right, it's because it's not dangerous, right? Exactly, all good. the things, right? Yeah. But for some reason, the fish has four eyes, yeah, three eyes, right, or whatever, right? Weird, right. Hmm. Which part of that is actually revelation of the method, though? Yeah, I know, right? Well, obviously the Galen Windsor part, but anyway, um, did they ever do? I, I think, I think the Simpsons did like the Titanic a few times. That's like okay. So there were all these people after the submarine thing happened, and they were sharing oh, yeah, these so. Simpsons episodes where it's like they went down in a submarine, and then the submarine started leaking. And oh, then no. there was a big crisis and it's like, well, you know, they, they've been putting out these shows for like 25 years. Like they're going to eventually come to the part where they go, all right, we need a new subject. What do we do? Submarines. What's the plot? The submarine leaks. You know, it's like not everything is revelation of the method. Not everything is predictive programming. Yeah. Every episode can't be chock full of revelation of the method. Yeah. Not every I episode mean, is Donald Trump coming down the escalator. Right. Right. Which they plus, just, if, it's, if it's not already like it's uh, the future episodes, I'm I'm sure that they they're gonna run out of ideas soon. It's just gonna be Chad GBT like pumping it out, right? I mean, it probably already has been for a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's probably been written by AI for years now. If not, pr- it, it, is Matt Greening even real? I was gonna say, what if it always has been? Hmm. I mean, why not? I, I I don't see any like, like I said, the South Park doesn't seem like it was written by Chat GPT, but no, I could totally no. believe Simpsons was. I could absolutely believe Simpsons was. Yes, I can absolutely believe that the Simpsons was written by Chat GPT, and like, what was it uh, Industrial Society and its future? Right, the tech, whatever. Uh, I can't remember the name of the, the the Ted K book right off the top of my head, but they ran that through an AI filter and they're like, yeah, this was definitely AI. And that was written when? Uh, 95, 96. Okay. I think. So 
I mean, if we believe that that's true, who's to say that this this AI writing of things hasn't been happening for a lot longer than we think? Well, whatever they have that they show us mm-hmm. now, they've already had working for decades, and they've been perfecting it in the back oh, yeah. room. Oh yeah, whatever they released, like uh, I don't know exactly why they're releasing it now and getting all of this information and these. Uh, everybody using it so that the thing can continue learning and aggregate all of the, I don't know, data and the language models and all the different things that it's been doing for the past few years. But they've been using it for a long time before this, just like whatever technology that they show you with computers or cell phones or um, spy technology, surveillance, any of that stuff. They've been they've been working with it for years and they don't show it to you. And then they release it later and they're like, hey, look at this new great technology. Uh, here's this AI that does these amazing pictures, but it just can't seem to get the fingers right for some reason. We don't know why. It's like, yeah, it can. It, it can get the fingers right. In fact, it can get 4K video right. And you've probably been watching <laughs> 4K video movies for a while that were completely AI created and you had no idea. That is completely not just possible, plausible. Probably yeah. true. <laughs> Yeah, like Matt from Quantum of Conscious has this great theory, and I completely agree with him, that one of the main reasons that movies are being made so terrible on purpose is that they're eventually going to release a completely AI-produced movie, and it's going to be fucking fantastic. And it's going to blow everybody's socks off, and it's going to be just like so many of the movies that came out in the 80s that were so good and classic and iconic. And people are going to go, well, what the fuck are we counting on all these faggot-ass writers for? We should be using AI to do everything. We don't need actors. We don't need producers. We don't need writers. We don't need directors. We don't need anybody. We just put this together and it puts out a good story. And then they're going to be able to have their own tailor-made story of the same thing. It's going to be like a choose-your-own-adventure or a video game like Fallout where you can choose your character and choose the probably be able to choose the race or the um, gender or whatever of the character and the different characters and all this stuff. But, I mean, like probably we've been watching this shit for... Who knows how long? Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, yeah. again, like they showed us, they showed, speaking of like revelation of the method of like devices and stuff, but um, in the old Star Trek was all the Apple products, right? And that was the 70s. Right. So right. There's, well, if they're saying that they, that they, uh, that, you know, they're 20 years ahead of us, that's, that's the uh, official, you know, conspiratard narrative. Oh, well, obviously their technology is. No, it's, it's, a hundred years, yes. <laughs> Quantum mm. <laughs> light years ahead of what? Hundred years? What do you need two hundred years for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's incredible. And the tech, and then, but then they they show us stuff like this new technology, and like you know, we we have this new technology that they that they can uh, find things with, or this new technology that they can do do this with, or do that with, or whatever. It's technology that they had forever. When did the Batman movie come out? The um, was it late nineties? Which the one? First Christian Bale Batman with Morgan Freeman, where they um, the one with Ra's al Ghul, and at the end of the movie, he's like, "I'm going to use the phones to find everybody," and then Morgan Freeman's like, "If you do this, I'm never going to help you again because right. you break into the hole or something like that." <laughs> that was, 
<laughs> it was very good. It was very good. Yeah. Right. And that, that was so long ago. Right. And then now mm-hmm. they're just showing you that they have this and they're using it. And Wi Fi can show you exactly where everybody is in the house. Your cell phone can show you exactly where everybody is. And it's like, that's just the part that they tell you. They probably know way more than that. That's why things can figure out what you're thinking and put shit in front of you that you didn't even say out loud. Mm-hmm. That was like, what? 25 years ago or something oh, 30 man. the first batman movie um that was the dark knight right okay it must have been the 2000s it could have been that long ago but it, w- it wouldn't have been too far into the 2000s the dark knight yeah the first one okay the dark knight was oh, wait 2008 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's still that's still still almost 20 years yeah almost 20 years ago that they're showing but that. The, for and them to release. say that right for them to say that yeah. then they yeah. knew what they had and that they were already doing it when they put that out for sure. And again, they're oh, just they confirming. came up with this oddly specific thing that, uh, <laughs> oh, wow, it just happened to come true, like almost 20 years in the future. Wow. Right. But that's, I mean, again, that's, you know, a thing that the conspiratards have been talking about for a while. Stuff like, like right. you know, traceable, right. your phones are, you know, we, we, we used to always say that, um, you know, our tracking device, you know, the chips, right? The, oh, the Freemasons want to chip your kids and then everybody wants to chip you and get chipped. You don't need to, we pay what do you yeah. pay a month? What do you pay a month for your cell phone, right? You pay for these things that that they can track you and they know everything about you and every every everything you've done, looked at for how long, for listened to, been around. Dude, your phone is the tracking device. I don't. You I don't freak out this. and get it massive anxiety and drive back home if you forget your chip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot my chip. Oh, dude. <laughs> I got to go get it. I've done that before, like when I was living in Berkeley. And I would leave, like, I forgot my, like, I, I forget my phone in my truck and I'm on the train going into San Francisco. And I'm like, oh my God, my phone's in my truck. It'll be there all day. Right. I, ho- I hope it'll be okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then all day I'm like, oh man, my phone. And you, you get the ghost vibration in your in your pocket. Oh my God. What do you think causes that? Do you think it's just the RF? Um, I don't know if it's the RF or if it's like muscle memory or epigenetic muscle. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird though, but I've I've gotten it like the ghost the ghost texts and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've with no phone in my pocket. I don't need more because my phone doesn't vibrate. I've, I haven't had a vibrating phone, and I don't do that. My my ringer is always off. My my, it's, I don't care if, if I'm. I don't answer the phone for anybody. Pretty much, <laughs> if I don't call you, you're not talking to me on my phone. <laughs> nice try, caller ID. I don't answer the phone for people I do know. Right? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta tag you on Telegram to get your attention, dude. It's I'm the worst. Like, remember before you could just go to somebody's house and knock when you were a kid, yeah. right? You show up. You show up to your buddy's house, knock on the door. His mom let you in. You know, you go, you go hang out or whatever. Now you gotta like text before you even call somebody. Right, right, right. How dare well, you just call, call me? Real quick. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, it's so terrible. People, it's, and that's that's and that's normal. That's normal now. And that's normal. And how did we end up like that? I don't, I don't know how we ended up down down that far socially abject away from other people. I don't know, man. AI Uncle Ted was correct. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. AI Uncle Ted is always right. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying we disagree with what was written in those 
No, looks. no. Yeah. It's like I'm saying, like you know, yeah, the protocols are for sure they're a forgery. It doesn't make them wrong. Right? I mean, if you want to call them a forgery, it just means they're a copy of something real. Yeah, it's like the the uh, Constitution had some pretty good stuff in it. Sure, sure. In I mean, theory, in theory, right? in theory, communism works. That's a that's a Simpson thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real constitutionalism has never been tried <laughs> in Liberia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do have word for word our constitution, right? Right. Yeah. How's that working out for you, Liberians? Oh, wait, isn't there a slave auction going on like right now? <laughs> well, it's probably translated into pigeon, but yes. Right. But there's like they have slave auctions for real. Like they still they still auction off human beings. We got these truths. They, they be self-evident. <laughs> That's that's terrible. Pigeon. <laughs> the fact that, there's too many. There's too many big words in it. Is it all men be created equal? They be right. I, I don't know. <laughs> I do, it. do it, dude. I when I first saw BBC Pigeon, I was like, they they did not, and but they did. They did. They did. It works you know really what? well. You, you got to read it out loud. If you do, it makes so much more sense. Oh yeah. If you if you try to read it, read it. You're like, what the fuck is this? And you read it out loud. You're like, oh okay, I get it now. I didn't right. even know what pigeon was. I was just like, what the hell is that? And I start reading it. I'm like, this is a parody. It's got to be a parody. But no, no it's not. No, it's no, literally it's the real. BBC. It's the Beeb. <laughs> it's literally the Beeb. Oh, well. I wonder, it, was the BBC around in any any sort of capacity back in the 19-teens? If so, how would they have reported what do you think they do you think do you think the, the I'm, I'm just going to stick you right into it uh <laughs> do you think the bbc would report well you mentioned it earlier with the uh with the the oceans gate thing right that was a, po- a big thing that just popped around the past couple weeks right we lost we lost two billionaires and the billionaire's kid oh so sad so sad the stupid billionaires stupid yeah. billionaires they don't know what they're doing they're right. just yeah, they have no idea right. what they're doing. Uh, BBC was founded in 1922. Damn. Okay, okay. So the BBC wouldn't have been around, but they would have changed their story too. They do. BBC's well known for uh, having fluctuating headlines, right? I mean, oh yeah, like most other, like most other uh, uh, mainstream media. The More like basically bullshitting content. Am I right? I mean, it's it's what most podcasts do. Well, um, <laughs> not, not this one though. We're not bullshitting. Um, no, but the BBC would have would have would have changed their story, much like every other um, the story that was surrounding the Titanic back in 1912. Uh, there was the. Uh, do you ever notice that that happens with a lot of disasters, though? Like the first reports pop out, and then they they change, and you never hear the first reports ever again. Well, I, I have a a list of a lot of the first actual newspaper covers and headlines if you want me to go through a couple oh yeah what were some of the first okay so ba- all right we're, we're uh because of the ocean gate thing real quick because of the ocean gate thing and the fact that they were going down to uh the world's most famous murder site um <laughs> pretty sh- that's pretty shitty to do by the way don't you think if you think about it like that if you consider that the titanic wreck is like the is, is a murder site basically because if if you believe the official conspiracy which we will get into in a little bit but there were at least three murders that took place there 
according to the official conspiracy. Um, but these billionaires went to go to go look at this this murder site, and uh, they died. And so, because that murder site has been uh, brought into into public light again, apparently, much like the dude said, new shit has been brought to light. And um, we're going to talk about the Titanic some more. One of our most popular episodes, most most people's favorite, a lot of people's favorite episode uh, was the Titanic from season three. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's your favorite. Yeah, and right now on. here I am. Right on. Yeah, and now you're here on Titanic Part Two. I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, that was like the one of the episodes that I would be able to like hand out to normies pretty easily. Yep. Yes, it's this a, one and the Sphinx were my favorites. Oh, the Sphinx was a great one. That was uh, yeah. Scott Scott Taylor. That was his, all Very his cool. all his prep that whole episode. That was um, great. Yeah, that was so good. Um, but we 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 did so much uh, debunking of the official narrative that um, I didn't think we'd ever need to come back to it. And yet, here we are. <laughs> yeah, and yet. As these things go, you find out that there is another layer beneath the layer that you originally thought was the final layer. Right. So. And just so you guys know, if you guys are into this, we're going to go a lot deeper than the official Titanic Olympic story. There's more than that. Like, we'll, we'll cover that. But there's there's a lot more going on here, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't think any other conspiracy channel really covered any of this uh, has covered any of this stuff. This is stuff that we just kind of, we're looking at it when this ocean gate thing happened and we went, Hey, wait a minute. Hmm. Well, a lot of people, because the ocean gate thing are getting into the Titanic oceanic conspiracy. Like that's, that's now hugely popular. I've noticed. With the, the Olympic. Yeah. Or the Olymp- I'm sorry. The, 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 yeah. What did I say? I, I do that too. I don't know why. I what did I say? Ocean. Oceanic? Oceanic, which I also do. I don't know why. I don't I know why it says Oceanic. Yes. It's the Olympic. It was the Titanic, the Olympic, and the Britannic. Yes. Yes. And the the triple the triplets uh, from the White Star Line. Um, the uh, the Olympic was first. Uh, Britannic. Britannic was. Was the Britannic first? No, no. The Olympic uh, was no, first. No, no, no. Uh, no the Olympic was first. And well, then the, yeah, yes. Olympic was first. It was 400 because their keel numbers were 400, 401, and 402. And that will come into play later on. Um, but so the Oceanic was the first one built by White Star Lines. White Star Lines was owned by none other than John Pierpoint, Pierpoint Morgan, J.P. Morgan, uh, head of J.P. Morgan Chase, and you know, uh, friend of the Rockefellers, friend of the Rothschilds. Everybody knows J.P. Morgan as probably uh, one of the um, founding robber barons that you can't trace any sort of Jewishness in his woodpile. Pretty much, he's he's your original Shabos Goy in this in this group. Because I think the Rockefellers and the and the Rothschilds are actually Jewish. I know the Rothschilds are. I'm pretty sure the, the Rockefellers are too. Anyways, um, okay. So J.P. Morgan owned the White Star Lines, which you know 
built these giant ships. We're, we're going to be the three largest uh, moving things ever created. Pretty cool, huh? Of course, if you ever listen to the standard narrative, you'd never even know that there were two other ships of the same oh. class and size and that the Olympic was practically identical to the Titanic, other than a, a few um, like window dressing type changes. It was basically the exact same size and uh, same engine and all those things. And it didn't have the big send off that the air quotes Titanic had, even though it left before the Titanic. Yeah. Well, the Titanic wasn't even completed uh, before the Oceanic had made its maiden voyage. Um, Olympic. I did it again. Olympic. Olympic. God dang it. <laughs> well, all these all these ships, they have an ick name, right? You have the Ocean, you have the have o- Olympic, the Titanic, you have the Britannic. The autistic. The, right. Um, well, when we get into Captain Smith there uh, in a little bit, all his ships, right? The Coptic. The, uh, a majestic, the, a majestic, yeah, yeah. They literally all have ick. I noticed it yesterday. I went, wow, that's weird. That, I yeah, what that means. yeah. Th- that's got to be something with ships. Like, wh- what kind of a suffix is that that makes that sort of a qualifier for ships? You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. We get back into our English as a spellcasting language. What does that have to do? Mm-hmm. Mm. But um, what you, you guys, real quick? So these boats. There's literally zero, zero construction photos of these boats. Good point. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you what do you bet they inherited these boats? I believe it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. When was when was um when was radio like wireless transmission of radio waves? When was that invented? The Spanish flu was the catalyst, or, or rather, it was the the radio waves were the catalyst for the Spanish flu. But um, 1918, just before World War One, was when the towers were going up all over the world. But it was in use kind of well before that. And I know telegraph lines were in That's use. 1872. Um, yeah, since earlier, much earlier. Interestingly enough, too, like... Um, but these ships had wireless communication though like wireless across the ocean right too right that's what i'm saying they had this giant like if you look at pictures of the titanic on the fore and aft they had these giant antenna antenna i guess you can call them arrays Mm -hmm. probably um originally for harvesting ether (laughs) originally um what would not surprise me mm mm-hmm and again, those smokestacks are awfully narrow. But who knows? Who, who knows? But anyways, so no photographs of the construction of any of these three of these um, Olympic class. And that's the thing. It was the Olympic class ship on top of it. Yeah. You can even find photographs of the construction of Zeppelins. Mm-hmm. But not of these things for some reason. Weird. And you would think the three largest moving objects in the history of ever, they would have wanted to record some of the uh, building. And you know what? I yeah. could I could totally be wrong. Somebody could well actually me. And um, 
but I would I I will posit that if you find me a a Titanic construction photo, uh, that you are not showing me a construction photo. You are showing me a remodeling or a um inheritors photo of what they're actually like where they're just uh oh yeah i was gonna say i'm looking it up right now and all i see is like it's already done basically there's mm-hmm. yeah like there's yeah, one probably, without smokestacks yep. and it's just like dude uh, show me like skeleton yep nope yeah it's kind of like those giant trees that pick there's pictures of those giant trees that are cut down that are like mm-hmm. laser cut and then it shows two guys with a with a long saw right yeah <laughs> okay no. you did that sure no sure you did yeah, I'm actually looking at yeah. There's I see several. Okay, ship being constructed on platform. That's a drawing. That is a drawing. Like none of the none of everything is the same basic picture. It's in it's in the dry dock. It's in the or it's in the ship the shipyard or whatever. Just the prow. All you see is the front end. It's the same picture every single time. Oh wait, yeah. 289 289 construction photos of the Titanic available. Hmm. Uh these color pictures, yeah, there's a lot of pictures of like the Titanic Memorial. There's a lot of no no, no there's no actual there's no photographs of the Titanic being being built at all. A lot of modern photographs of the Titanic quarter uh, which is some development center, which has nothing to do with the ship itself. Um, sure, AI could pump out a, a better, more believable re- uh, construction picture. Yeah, that's the other thing is why aren't why haven't they? Why haven't they done this? Shit, I think I gave them an idea. Hmm. What? Yeah, why why haven't they covered their asses, Skull? Why haven't they covered their asses on these things a lot better than maybe they? nobody's talked about it until just now. Hmm. Maybe they are scrambling right now. Oh, maybe. Shit. Shit, who knows? <laughs> the paranormies are breaking something again. <laughs> it happens. But um okay, so let's let's go. How do we want to do this? Um uh, just want everybody knows the basic well, I, story. I, I think yeah, most people know the okay. standard narrative. I don't think we need to really go over that. Right. Just okay. um, but there's a there's a so the second that's the first layer. And then the second layer is the conspiracy. And right. the conspiracy involves the switching out of ships and a triple murder. Right. Because they switched out the ships because the Olympic was so damaged that it would not, they couldn't insure it. And so they switched the ships out and they were planning on sinking the Olympic as the Titanic. And they faked the Titanic being sunk but it was actually the olympic and in doing so they murdered the three richest um men in the united states that were opposed to the federal reserve guggenheim uh john jacob astor and um isidore strauss benjamin guggenheim actually so what's they were opposed to the federal reserve not because you know they were they were thinking about Americans and whatever. No, they were just worried about their money going away. It was going to cause inflation, and that was going to destroy their businesses. Is the story that we're told anyway about these guys? Right, these guys aren't bankers. You know, the, the Guggenheim is what art and museums and 
uh, Astor's hotels and the other guy is retail. So you got clothing. And none of these guys are bankers. So they weren't in the in club, I guess. They right. Whereas bankers, if they create the Federal Reserve, they have a literal printing press for their own money. And they can actually get even more than that because when they lend money, they get it with interest and they start lending money to all the governments of the world and get infinity interest, infinity money. So win-win for them. But for the other guys, that causes inflation because when you're printing money, take everything off the gold standard, all of a sudden the currency is devalued and prices go up and those guys uh, get priced out of the market probably. I mean, that's the story anyway. I think that these guys could make money in any market if they wanted to. They're the richest sure. guys in the world. I don't actually believe that they're like, oh, I won't be able to make money anymore. That's well, not, it's just- no, but I, I, I believe that I believe they, they, they uh, that there are rich people against central banking because of the fact that what it would do to their personal fortunes and the interest and whatever. Um, you know, and, and also being rich and like not being a banker and trying to buy off a politician that's trying to pass legislation, you know, there's also that end of it too. These guys were rich enough to be able to buy off politicians to vote against the Federal Reserve Bill, right? So, yeah. I mean, and now it doesn't matter, dude. According to the BlackRock guy, you can buy a politician. You can buy a United States politician for ten grand. That's it. Yep. That's, yeah, that was that, that was the big deal. You guys know that, right? That was like the big. That was like the big distraction of the the Ocean Gate thing was to cover up this leaked Project Veritas video of uh, the BlackRock guy talking about how they own everybody and blah blah blah. I mean, it's not a surprise, but it, the only surprise is just like how cheap they sell out for. Well, they're American politicians, <laughs> dude. I mean, it's like I got an extra ten grand. Do I want to change policy or buy into the World Series of Poker? True. <laughs> Both cost the same. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure politicians were were just as cheap back then too, but um, they did they did you know supposedly kill John Jacob Astor, Benjamin Guggenheim, and uh, Isidore Strauss on by sinking the Titanic. Now they didn't necessarily even have to sink. Oh, do you do you actually are we going to do the thing where we don't believe they sunk the Olympic? Well, let's uh, let's get into just for those who don't okay. know what the Olympic was, yes, and what the problem was with it. So it was the the Olympic was the first of these three ships to launch. It actually launched in early 1911. If you're familiar with the Titanic story, it was April of 1912 that the Titanic had its maiden voyage. So this is a full year earlier that this thing was already going out, taking people around, doing the things that these big boats do, and. uh it was the 14th of June, so it was like, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 months before that. And I, I guess the, I, I don't know if the pilots were all drunk or they didn't know what they're doing with these big boats, but this thing had problem after problem. Uh, it collided with a an American tugboat in New York Harbor. That was the first mishap. That was, on, its, that was on its maiden voyage. Yeah, the very first the very thing first it did. And this is now... The same captain. This is Captain Smith. Is it the same captain? I didn't realize that. That's yes, hilarious. Captain Edward known Smith. Known for being very reckless. Yeah, known, clearly. Yes. Known for being like, reckless, brash, and occasionally drunk. Yeah. This guy was very reckless. <laughs> That's one way to Damn. describe Damn, so he was the first booze cruiser. <laughs> he was the great-grandfather of the Exxon Valdez pilot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, there's a there's a flashback. Flash from the past there. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Then after the American tugboat collision in June, in September of 1911, yes, September 1911, it w- there was a collision with the Royal Navy cruiser HMS Hawk. So one of those, like a pretty big, another pretty big ship they got in a collision with, right? And the bullet point I'm looking at here says damage far more severe than first thought, but we're not finished. So there's a huge hole above and below the waterline, like a, like a fucking hole. <laughs> it's in the, the ship, right? That's, that's a problem. The steel frame are buckled. The there were thousands of popped rivets, hundreds of thousands of popped rivets. Yeah. Yes, pop, 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 pop. Just Dude, these these ships out. are held together with millions of rivets, and it, you just took out you know five percent of them right there. Yeah, you got these big steel plates that are warping now, and they're just popping out all over right. the place. Uh, um, it says steel plates and beams bent, distorted, and broken across four decks. I don't know how many decks they have, but four is probably a lot mm-hmm. and then the major problem was a bent and twisted keel causing a dramatic list to port so the whole ship is diagonal the right? whole okay so if you take if you take like mm, the ship and twist it to the left you hold the front end and you twist the back end of it to the left that's how you twist the keel the keel is the long uh, line that goes down the center of the ship, the two sides, the port and the starboard, they come together at a point, right? The V, if you look into the cross section, that's the keel. If that's twisted, you want that keel to be completely straight. Otherwise, your ship doesn't run in a straight line. <laughs> it's kind of like when your tires are, uh, one of your tires is bald and your your alignment's off in your car and it's constantly pulling one way or the other. It's like that, except also you're sitting diagonally one way or the other. That's yes, <laughs> yes. If you have drinks on the ship, like they're sliding off the table, it's a problem. The ship, yeah, the ship listing the port means the ship is tilted. Uh, several yeah. passengers complained of the tilt of the Titanic, which is odd because the Titanic wouldn't have been tilted, wouldn't have been listing to port. But it's maiden voyage. It shouldn't have been doing anything other than like being yeah, having a good time and being perfectly brand new. But it wasn't weird. Um. There's a lot of weird stuff surrounding that. But anyways, back to the Olympic. So the Olympic uh, got into the got into a little scuffle there with the HMS Hawk. Um, Lloyds of London refused to uh, insure it. It was actually yeah, so. it was the Olympics fault. They, they declared that the accident was the Olympics fault. And not only were they liable for their own damage, but they were liable for the damage to the HMS Hawk, which was be, which would be very, very, very bad. For White Star Lines. Man, what a comeback story. <laughs> it's always a comeback story with these people, man. You know? Right. The Olympic, the Holocaust. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, dude, the Wait, Holocaust is they're the Holocaust looking at it all a, wrong, you guys. The Holocaust is a sport in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Always a always a pleasure <laughs> having you here, buddy. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes. So Lloyd's of London, because of course it was insured by Lloyd's of London. Who else is going to insure the world's largest moving thing? (laughs) But, uh, they weren't going to honor that. So they, yeah, they basically said like, you guys were being reckless and ridiculous, Mm. slamming into things with this massive boat, this massive ship. 
and we're not going to pay for that. And on top of it, you need to pay for the other boats that you damaged. You need to pay for this Navy, which, you know, that that's not a small boat either. This Navy, um, what is it called? Cruiser HMS Hawk. Mm-hmm. It's like a battleship, right? Yeah. And that's not a small thing either, which would also take a whole lot of, and, and, and imagine like when you damage these ships, like when they're, when they're built, uh, assuming that these large ones were built, but when something like this is built, you have these massive steel frames that are already exactly of the dimensions that they need need to be so that everything else is going to fit together. Once that gets warped, it throws the entire ship off. You basically need to build a whole new ship if it's damaged to this degree. It's like, it's Which, like yeah, it's like bending the frame on your on your car. Yeah. You can't straighten it, the frame. It, you, you'll never straighten the frame out perfectly again. Ever. And that's why they say, oh, no, your car's totaled. It's like, right. but it still drives. It's like, yeah, but it's completely wrecked. It's it's warped forever. Mm. You're never going to get everything back the way it was supposed to be because the core, the foundation, the structure of it is bent now. And that's right. how this Olympic ended up with the keel all warped and everything popped out and there's a hole in the thing and it's damaging other ships and it, listing to port. And uh, it, it was bad. It was really bad. Very bad. And everybody knew that it was really bad. And so they had two options and the options were you try to patch everything up and get it to a degree that you can fix it and you're still going to be spending all this money or scrap the whole thing. And remember, keep in mind that Lloyd's of London was not going to pay for any of this stuff. Yeah, dude, it's and Lloyd's of London being the world's largest insurance company basically just told them to go get fucked. Yep. And drop some pictures in the uh, content channel. In relation to this, oh yes, the, the HMS uh, Hawk. Yep, yep. man, <clears throat> that thing got fucked. Holy shnikes, dude! It looks like, like they ran into straight into a brick wall. Oh yeah, that's bad. Wow, <laughs> holy shit! And now the HMS Hawk. If you look at the HMS Hawk, that the second picture that Jack posted, um, there they have the exact same tower array going on. Yes. Yep. How about that? Like literally the whole front of the ship for you guys who can't see it is just smashed in. Like the, imagine a massive battleship and then the front of its face is just smashed in like a pug. Mm-hmm. And then you crazy. can see the comparable hole on the Olympic and it, where it just scraped along the hull of the ship and then put this giant hole right mm-hmm. in the side of it. That's crazy, man. Yeah. It's the amount of damage that was done would be in the millions of dollars back then. It'd be in the tens of millions of dollars now with with inflation or whatever, right? So, oh. I think the guy, I think the guy that we listened to give the lecture said like something like two hundred million dollars to fix the thing um, now. Right. So I wonder how much it would cost to build one of those things nowadays. It'd be like a four hundred million dollar boat. Jesus, yeah. Jeez, that's expensive. Um, so it, it's ruined. Basically, it's ruined. So there's nothing they can do. They had it. They they put it. Uh, they patched it up a little bit and then transported it to Belfast, which is where it was built. Um, and they're the gonna. Reason, the reason they use Belfast is because that was the only dry dock that they had that was big enough to hold or i don't know if it's a dry dock but it was the only Mm -hmm. dock that they had that was big enough to hold these ships because apparently all the other places in the world didn't have the size to hold these things because they're apparently new right right so um 
it's one against the Tartaria type theory, I guess. What that there weren't that there weren't places for these ships, like there weren't originally places for these ships to stop. Well, I mean, how was that a, 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 against the against the Tartarian thing? Just, been there, wasn't a, there wasn't a place big enough to get him out of the water. I mean, the dry dock. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. Well, there were dry docks. I mean, there were there were places where they, you know, like where they built, um, like other liners and whatever. But just these were just so big that they had to. That's where they were. They had to take them back to where they were built. So that's the story. Yeah. That I mean, that's the story. Were... Who knows? Who the hell knows? Yeah, um, and again, this is you know like 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 nowadays you have cable and you have the internet, and so you'll have you'll have documentaries that come up you know twenty four hours after an event takes place, or you'll have news stories you know a wall to wall news coverage about something for weeks. You know, back then you might get a little blurb in a newspaper, maybe about right. something. So who knows? Um, I mean, like it's it's they could have easily covered up a whole lot. They they probably covered up so much stuff back then just by not talking about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, what are you gonna do? You gonna like email your friend? Yeah, how? Right? How would you yeah. have to mail? Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. gonna send out a postcard, right? Go ahead, call the cops. Oh wait, yeah, right. So this thing, so so putting the Olympic in dry dock and then. Costing how much ever to fix it, and then the Titanic not being ready yet. You're talking about, dude. These things are a huge investment, right? So these guys are losing losing money, hand over fist, because the investors. The won't anybody think of the investors? Um, yeah, meanwhile, they're not at sea transporting right. people and making money. Right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. So they're not they're not at sea making money. So losing money, hand over fist with this thing. So they got to get out of there as fast as possible. Well. They can't ensure the Olympic. So while we're in dry dock. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The first time they fixed it up. This is this is the first time they fixed it up. They fixed it up and they put it back out to sea. They, they, switched, they switched the propeller out, too. Yeah, they switched the propeller out. Um, and from the Titanic. From the Titanic, yes. And it, it was even stamped with the, with the number... Uh, the Olympic was number 400 and uh, the Titanic was 401. So, and its propeller had 401 on it. Uh, and I believe, uh, I believe you can actually see that. You can. There's the on Titanic pictures. on the Titanic down under the ocean. So that would be yeah. the Olympic with the Titanic's prop. Right. It, the propeller on the back of the, the ship at the bottom of the ocean Allegedly, according to the James Cameron footage, which I don't necessarily believe is real. Again, yeah, right. Yeah, there is a 401 on the propeller at the bottom of the ocean footage, which would imply that it was the propeller taken from the Titanic and attached to the Olympic, and then the Olympic was set off and sunk. Right, instead of the Titanic. That is the theory. So the, the first time... Well, it went out and yeah, and, and they they swapped out the thing, and then there was there was a third accident, I believe, and that was when they put it in, when they decided to do the switch, because uh, it was another propeller. Or no, there was they they did the patching, and then they did something else, and they had to. Re- I don't remember, dude. I listened to this uh, thing, so January, January nineteen twelve. Yeah, January nineteen twelve. Right. They brought it back in, and they swapped out. They, they brought it in, and and they did a propeller swap. And normally, a propeller swap takes about five six hours. Jack could probably do it in about two. 
right? Probably. Yeah. Um, you and the otters out there just. Bzz, bzz, bzz. But uh, well, it also depends if I can chain smoke while I'm doing it. Right. Seeing as how you're going to be outside the whole time, probably. So exactly. Right. So well, 1912, you could smoke as much as you want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You have kids chain smoking in 1912. Uh, so five hours to change a propeller. What took these guys four days this time? Hmm. Hmm. And, and, and sitting in, in the dock alongside of her was her sister ship, the Titanic. So you have the Olympic and the Titanic. Then they were photographed together at this time. A couple, in a, a couple of photographs are floating around with the two of them sitting next to each other, which is interesting. And with them sitting next to each other, you can see some of the differences. Some of them being uh, what the porthole windows. One has rows of fourteen. The other one has rows of sixteen or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And the way they're Olympic spaced, sixteen. Is- yeah, the Olympic has sixteen portholes. They're unevenly spaced. The Titanic had fourteen portholes that were evenly spaced. That's right. And then um, the aft part of the E deck, the Olympics was open. The Titanic was closed. The uh, Titanic had, I believe, the Titanic had a black paint job, and then the Olympic had a gray yes, paint job. The yep. under the undercoating under the uh, yes yes the part that's under the water usually below the the water line yes was the the Olympic was gray and the Titanic was black. Um, I don't forget don't forget that in nineteen when when was the night to remember published? Um, Fifty years. Night to remember was up later, wasn't it? It was like nineteen forty yeah. or something. I thought it was 1950s because it was like 40 years later. Um, I have a picture of it, but I don't know if yeah. it has the date. It doesn't have the date. Uh, anyway, that's the story we all know now. That's the uh, the that James Cameron Titanic story is from a night's remember. Yes, 1955. The book was written non yeah. nonfiction book by Walter Lord. Now Walter Lord is a uh, a former. Now the guy the guy from the documentary. Said he was a former CIA agent, but I don't believe that the CIA was around. Were they around in the nineteen fifties? Yeah, I guess they were. Yeah, he's just. Um, let's see what see what see what Wiki says about. Remember, we did the MK Ultra episode, and we've learned that the uh, that Department of Army, whatever it was called, mm. just turned into the CIA. It just right turned into the CIA, time. right, 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 right. Uh, he wrote, he wrote, and edited, and annotated eleven books. Uh, diverse subjects as the attack on Pearl Harbor, the Battle of Midway, the Battle of the Alamo, uh, the Battle of Baltimore, the Arctic Exploration pre-World War America, uh, the Dunkirk evacuation, civil rights struggle. Hmm. Does not say anything about his hmm, about his attachment to any sort of alphabet agencies. An author, lawyer, copywriter, and popular historian, best known for his 1955 account of the sinking of the Titanic. I don't know where this guy got that he was CIA. Hmm. He joined the army after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, he was assigned to the OSS. He was, okay, there it is. There it is. He was assigned to the Office of Strategic Services. Office of Strategic Services. That's it. Yeah. Office oh, of Strategic it. Services. Yes. Which, yeah, that was uh, the name. That's the that's the proto CIA. Right. 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 He was the agency's secretariat, 
when the war ended in 1945. And oh, oh, God, he, he, he too follows the CIA to Yale pipeline. Shocking. You guys heard about that, right? The, the, the Budweiser CEO. And then I forgot who the other guy is. There was another guy that just popped up. Was it yesterday? He has a, it's a CIA to Harvard pipeline, but apparently it's a CIA to, to Yale pipeline as well. How some some CEO was a CIA agent and then got a master's degree from Harvard. Same as this guy. This guy was uh, was the secretariat of the Office of Strategic Services in 1945, and then he went to a, he got his law he got his juris doctor in law. He got his he got, he's a lawyer. Hmm. He's a CIA lawyer. And a novelist. And a novelist. Interesting. He's a jack of all trades. Right. He can do it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um. Oh, I'm sorry. That was his father. I was gonna say he was the president of the Baltimore Steam Pack. Oh no, wait. I, no, his dad did that. But yeah. After that, um. After. Oh, good lord. He did a lot of stuff with like the military yeah, military type stuff and a lot of his history is what we know as the truth hmm. start including a night to remember anyways getting back to that so yeah, written by an ex-cia agent um what we know of the, the titanic incident one of the most famous movies of all time one of the biggest movies in history crazy how they do that huh yeah, which just hap- it just happened to be playing uh, in Japan the weekend after the submarine thing. Happened. Oh, really? I'm not joking. It just guys. so happened. Yeah, and my my wife was and kids were all into watching it and stuff. You gotta you gotta do it, and you gotta pretend Jack's not in the movie. Yeah. watch it, watch it, and pretend Jack's not there, and it's like, oh, okay, she's nuts. <laughs> well, I'm not there. Well, obviously not you, but yes. <laughs> Just pretend it's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's a good story. Never seen it. Yeah, have you never seen it? Nope. It's a decent story. I mean, like the the uh, special effects and the feeling of being on a massive ship that's exploding with water everywhere and tilting and turning ninety degrees and people falling and smashing into the railings and falling hundreds of feet down into the right, water. Right. But that's not how like, any of that happened, though. I mean, no. even even the official the official narrative, none of that happened like that. Right. So you're telling me the guy didn't jump off the back end and uh, nail himself on the propeller? Oof. Part was sweet. I know, right? I I could. Well, feel that's the your pain that's your uh, that sound. Is, is that your jumper from nine eleven guy? Wouldn't that be him? Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. yes. My wife actually asked. Me, I was I was doing one of my rants. Uh, because of the submarine thing and the fact that this movie was playing on my wife she literally asked me this she goes are you telling me that the band didn't keep playing the whole time she was kidding right no she was serious <laughs> she was that sick and she's naive <laughs> I like so she thought the violinist and the cellist and the they really did they just continued to play yeah they just kept time. playing as the ship is sinking because I mean, it makes a good story doesn't it yeah, all that stuff makes a great story, but none of it's true. No. Okay, so the official the official fake narrative is the uh the, the movie. And then the official conspiracy 
is that they swapped out the ships and sunk the Titanic. Um, as an insurance scam. As an insurance scam, right? Which I'm sure they did get the insurance to pay off. I'm I'm positive they did. they always do that. Larry Silverstein got it to pay twice. Yes. Right. So the insurance was definitely part of it. Now, oh, they upped the insurance in the week before the maiden voyage as well, much like Larry Silverstein did in the uh, months before the right. towers came. Right. And again, um, they they hyped the shit out of this. Uh, they hyped it up too. This 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 maiden voyage of the Titanic, which they didn't do for the Olympic at all. They didn't right. hype that up at all. They hyped up this. To try, you think they hyped it up on purpose to try to get rich people, you know, to come, you know, want want to be seen on the Titanic. I, I don't know anymore because I'm not sure how many people were really on that ship. Right. Yeah, I, I have my doubts. Like the whole story seems to just start falling apart when you really look at it. Because. Like, yeah. You know, the fact that they sent out the California with during the coal strike with not a single passenger on board. Because remember, did, 19, did, go ahead. I was saying, in 1912, there was a coal strike going on and no ships were getting were getting their coal. And these were all coal fired boilers, um, supposedly. Um, and so. Thousands and thousands of people were out of work because of this coal strike and no ships were leaving. People were basically stranded. People that wanted to immigrate to the United States, people that wanted to go across the ocean, they couldn't go. So if there were a ship that were going to cross the Atlantic, you damn skippy, they would have a full complement of passengers because that shipping company would want to make the most profit and, and people were where the profit was back then. So... The California went out empty, right? Basically, with full complement of coal, empty, except for uh, 3,000 wool blankets and 3,000 wool sweaters. Hmm. Weird. That's so weird. And how many passengers (laughs) were on the Titanic? Roughly 2,200. Allegedly. Allegedly Allegedly. 2,200, right. There were allegedly 2,200. Well, that was the thing. This, This ship could have held like... A lot more than that. I don't remember exactly how many it can hold, but the, that wasn't even half of how many people, how many passengers it could hold. Um, and that was one of the things is a lot of people wanted to, a lot of rich people wanted to get on the Titanic. They wanted to buy tickets, but they didn't have any first class tickets for sale. They were only selling second class tickets. Oh, you're going to love yeah. this. I looked it up mm. for the uh, capacity. Mm. So it says it can carry 2,435 passengers and something about 900 crew. It said the capacity is about 3,300 people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Because of course. Of course it is. Yeah. So, so the, first- it could have held like a thousand more people, but they were making all of this big fanfare mm-hmm. leading up to the event of the maiden voyage. But they were not selling first class tickets. They were not allowing the the full capacity. And like, why? (laughs) None of that makes any sense. None of that makes any sense. The the amount of advertising, the amount of advertising they put into advertising the Titanic, like it was a big deal. It was like the the maiden voyage of the Titanic was talked about on the radio and in the news like it would have been like uh you know charles and diana's wedding or something right it was a huge event it was a huge 
worldwide event, you know, because it was going from England to the United States. And it was all the all the heavy hitters were going to be on board and all the richest, the rich people and blah, blah, blah. And this was the most luxurious ship ever, the pinnacle of comfort and luxury. But that gymnasium, the, oh my goodness, gyms, swimming pools, smoking rooms, high-class restaurants, cafes, Turkish baths, hundreds and hundreds of, of, of first-class cabins that were like beautiful. Have you guys ever seen the pictures of the insides of the cabins? It's, it's gorgeous. Typical golden, typical golden age type stuff that right. you would see in like these golden age mansions. Exactly. That's how I, that's how this is an old, this is an old world ship. This is, this is not, they didn't build this. Anyway, you would have, you would have anyway. had the ship at capacity. You would have had the ship at capacity. Absolutely. If you were really doing it the way that they, yeah. But what they were doing is they loaded it up. Well, now there is a, a story that goes around that says that they faked the whole thing. And the only people that were on board were uh white star employees. And uh, I, I guess they like bribed or, or uh, strong arm and everybody and is shutting up about it. But um, yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. But um, did you get that part? Well, here, of the, did you get that part here, of the discussion? Here's yeah i mean there's no way to know like how many regular people and how many people were in on it and Mm -hmm. how many people actually were on the show i think it was far fewer than even the the standard narrative says the standard narrative has it as a lower capacity because reasons i mean there's no reason that they should have had it at a lower capacity if you believe the story that the maiden voyage was such a big deal but you could say with the second layer that they had less people because they knew they were going to... No, they didn't know they were going to sink the ship, did they? Yeah, they knew, they knew they were going to sink the ship, so they had less people on because they didn't want to kill a bunch of people. Because um, that would obviously hurt your reputation too, right? So you want to save as many people as possible. But the other part is, like, I, I don't know how many people were on. There's no way to know. Um, but you could have kept it very compartmentalized because of the nature of the ship, Right. So the first class is separated from the second class, which is separated from the plebs, which are down in the bottom of the ship, the place where you saw the the Irish drinking and hooting and hollering mm-hmm. with Leonardo DiCaprio's, you know, people. And they're not allowed to mingle with each other. And in the chaos of the sinking and the lifeboats and getting people off, which I, of course I don't even think the thing, you know, I don't I don't know how that happened either. Probably just made a big bang and said everybody's got to get off the ship. It's sinking, and then the people right. get off and they're like, oh, a bunch of people died, and they're like, oh, okay, glad it it's wasn't so me. E- it's so easy to do that, yeah, you know, yeah. Everybody that wasn't in your lifeboat died. Oh no. Yep. Yeah, you can compartmentalize everything extremely easily, no matter how many people were on the ship, and it wouldn't take that much. Uh, just a few people in the know make big boom boom. Tell everybody you got to get it out. Everybody gets out. And then the ship disappears one way or the other. And everybody says, oh, geez, so glad that wasn't me. Schrodinger's lifeboat. Yeah. Well, even if you take the uh, the eyewitness stories, right? Nobody saw an iceberg. Pretty much. And the ones that did... The ones that did the stories are so incongruent, like that they're nobody told the same story. But but Johnny, that that's what happens in those kind of situations. You've seen that before, right? Where where five people will see something and it's very traumatic, and all five of them have a different story. Mm, not really. 
Not really, no. Been in many of those situations with several different people. Everybody had the exact same story. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and none of the stories, none of the stories were similar. Like the the eyewitness stories, none of them were the same. None of them. And then the uh, the real eyewitnesses were all, uh, we were all like middle class, like blue collar ship workers, right? The two officers that gave testimony, um, which was amazing, the only two officers, well, because you know a lot of them died. Uh, captain went down with the ship, right? He was a heroic captain that went down with the ship. Um, Another one committed Sudoku. Well, yeah, one of, yeah, he shot a passenger and then killed himself. The total amount of uh, crew eyewitnesses was six. Yes. And then two of them died after. Yes. So it was actually only four, four. people who could definitively say exactly what happened. And, I mean, isn't that convenient? And, and again, and their four stories, one of their stories was, I didn't see anything. The quartermaster, he didn't see anything. He said two times, the two different inquiries in the American and the British inquiry, he said he didn't see anything. He's the quartermaster on the bridge staring straight ahead. So either he didn't see anything or I didn't see nothing. Lean towards the latter. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah, well, the official story is that the iceberg was sighted two miles out and that evasive maneuvers were enacted immediately. Mm-hmm. And the, obviously, there's a big, giant fucking mountain in front of you. And you've got this ship, this slow moving, relatively speaking, ship, and you need to get the thing out of the way. You're going to start alerting the crew and making evasive mo- maneuvers that are going to take a lot of people, this coordination. Mm-hmm to make this all happen. But one of, one of the main guys who's standing right at the front of the ship is like, I didn't see any iceberg. Right, not in the front of the ship. The guy, the quartermaster, the guy who's actually dictating where the ship goes. Yeah, he's like, I didn't even see one. Yeah. Um, iceberg, what iceberg? Did you guys, uh, real quick, uh, I forgot about this back when we were talking about the building of the ships and stuff. Did you, did you guys know when, when, when the Olympic class was commissioned to... Uh, to uh, Morgan commissioned a company called Harlan and Wolf, right? They built ships for white for the white star lines. Um, Harlan and Wolf was the actual ship builders. And uh, they were commissioned in guess what year? Okay. So the Olympic was uh, it's maiden voyage was 1910, right? The Olympic was 1911. Oh, it was 1911. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. And the Titanic was 1912. 1907 was when they first started this. So in 1907, who knows when? Let's say, let's say in the middle. So uh, in four years, four years, they designed and built these ships. The biggest ship Biggest ever ships created. ever created out of nowhere, out of nothing. Four years. Meanwhile, changing a propeller takes four days. Right. Four years. But, you know, again, again, that's a long time, dude. That's a long time for these people, for these people that did... Um, Eight thousand public works projects in uh, in in two years. Yeah, you know? it, it, dude, don't get me started. I watched the I watched the last John Levi video. Oof. I'm talking about the uh, the work the uh, AWP or the WAP or whatever it is. The not the WAP, uh, <laughs> not the WAP. Stop. But uh, no, the uh, the work something the work projects, the WPO or whatever it is, the work projects thing that the United States did. The new deal basically is what it was. And like they built 
I don't remember how many thousands and like 10,000 things in, in two years using, using billions of federal funds. What a great depression, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A great, what a great depression Dude, billions of dollars were, 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 were shelled out for these projects that paid people less than minimum wage to build that were built so amazingly. Well, that's a whole other episode, you guys, but, um, yeah, these ships kind of, kind of, kind of fall into those the same category of uh, things that were built ridiculously quick. While we're jumping back, yeah. um, I forgot to mention something that is really interesting. There was a novel, a novella, actually written by a guy named Morgan Robert Robertson in eighteen ninety eight. Oh, that's right. Published. Yes, and the original title was called Futility. But it was later revised as the Wreck of the Titan in 1912. And I don't know if they changed it to the Wreck of the Titan before or after. That's really interesting because I noticed it's 1912. But the story, but it was it originally was written in 19, uh, sorry, 1898. Mm-hmm. And the story is, it, <laughs> you can't make this shit up. It features a fictional British ocean liner named the Titan hmm. sinks in the North Atlantic Ocean after striking an iceberg. You don't say. (laughs) These people are so blatant about their gay ops. They just take, they they just take, like, they'll take a book and act it out. They'll take a, uh, I mean, you know, you've got, you've got this book doing the Titanic. You've got, uh, Werner von Braun's Elon going to Mars. Like, right. It's just so terrible. Like the the script, it's so bad. You know, we deserve better psyops. We definitely deserve better psyops. You know, Baron Trump is is uh, supposed to be the, the <laughs> right. last president, I believe. Too. Right. So we may still live to see that one. We'll see. There's that. Well, I won't because you know you saw that. The, no, you won't. The, but. Death, the death calculator. Jesus. <laughs> I did it again today. I got two more years out of it. Oh, <laughs> he did an astrological death calculator and found out he's going to die. When? 2026. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I get to live until I get to live until I get to live for 27 more years. So I get to see it all. That's so, this is terrible. Like that's, just, that's three years from now. <laughs> Jesus. Like, come on guy. I eat healthy. I work Sorry, out. Dude. I eat healthy. What? 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 What are we doing here? Like, no one escapes the hand of fate, right? But then I then I went. I did. I did. And the only criteria that you put into this stupid calculator is your birth date, right? <laughs> so literally, everybody born on my date of birth is going to die in twenty twenty six. Oh, that's that sucks. I think people would notice that. Like everybody who died today was born on the same day as well. It doesn't quite work out, does it? Yeah, it doesn't work like that. No. Uh, well, unless you're you know in San Francisco. Did you ever see the um, Scary Old World channel on YouTube? I've seen it before. Yeah. Um, he's in the Bay Area, and uh, he did. It's the, like Colma, California. It's the quietest city in the world because literally everybody there is dead. It's a city of cemeteries. Mm. It's so weird. There's the um, there's a military cemetery there and there's all there's mausoleums and there's i forgot what they call it where you store the urns like the mausoleum is where you put like the body right the preserved body above ground 
But yeah. um, where, where you keep the urn of your of your you know what I mean your ashes, but it's like a whole. It basically looks like a bunch of post office boxes. <laughs> right, right. Except there, yeah. But what was weird was there were no birth dates before like. I forgot what, 1800, 1850, I think it might have been. There's like no dates before that. And there was like every third one was had a had a um, compass and square. Oh, boy. Mm. And I love that guy's format. I mean, his voice, he's kind of got like a little bit of a stuffy nose when he talks too. So it like makes it a little like, I don't know, the, 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 his cadence and stuff. It, it's it's good. It, it goes good with the creepy music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I forgot what my point was with all the dead people. So. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, back to the Titanic and the Olympic and J.P. Morgan and the Federal Reserve. <laughs> so, so many conspiracies. Did, did we clearly uh, state like why the Guggenheim, Astor, and Strauss were supposed to be on the ship? Well, they were supposed to be on the ship because they were rich and just taking the maiden voyage of the number one ship, right? Or the the like being being seen as rich, right? Is that what they were doing? Or how did or, I how they convinced them to get on the ship? Because J.P. Morgan just days before the, the day. launch, no, the day before the day, he got sick mm. and he couldn't make it, as well as a bunch of other people. It's just like the nine eleven story. It's like, oh, I woke up late and I missed my flight. Right, right. Good old I lucky Larry had a uh, dermatologist appointment. Yes. Oh God. Yes. I love skin that. Dude, I love that. Yeah, he went to go see the skin doctor. I have uh, very fair skin. Yeah, because because I have light hair, light eyes, the sun. It's it's murder on me. Yeah, of course, because you're a fucking vampire. <laughs> like. <laughs> they just tell on themselves constantly. Um, but uh, yeah, JP Morgan, the day of just canceled. He had a stomach ache. Didn't want to get on. And then he's like, oh, you know what? Since I'm not going, all my, all my, all my artwork that I had on there, take that off. Take that off. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to bring that. We'll, we'll bring that with me. He was in the thing is he wasn't sick because apparently he was seen with his girlfriend on the French Riviera the next day. Yeah. And then you had yeah one of the other people uh, I forgot what was the was woman the, the woman yeah it was the na- the was wife like, the of wife. the White Star Lines like mm. I don't know the president of the White Star Lines life or I want to say like or, Ainsley uh, or something but that's not the name yeah um, but she she also took ill yes and uh, had to miss had to miss the boat and it was and again another one that was Ismay Bruce Ismay it was Bruce Ismay's wife. Uh, she was seen two days later in Ireland on holiday with her children. Yeah. So miraculous recovery. Mar- these people. Yes. There's a miraculous recovery from these must have been COVID. Uh, yeah. Bootstraps. Uh, they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. I had to have been. Yeah. So here's, here's a, here's a funny story. Uh, so in order for JP Morgan to, to build the ships because he was American, right? And in order to build in England, to build these ships, he made a deal with the British government, and they um, they had what do they have like um, right of use of those ships in case of a war? Yeah. So, you know. It's very convenient, very convenient, because uh, right after that, wasn't it? Jeez, it's weird how a war started right up. 
Yeah, like two years later. Wow. Yeah, almost, almost, almost like clockwork. Almost like clockwork. But uh, yeah, that was that was a caveat of how they got the White Star Lines to be able to build these for, for the American J.P. Morgan. Um. So, you know, a bunch of people who didn't make it, you know, decided not to not to uh, go out on the maiden voyage. And lucky for them, um, they didn't die. But John Jacob Astor, Benjamin Guggenheim, and uh, Isidore Strauss were on board. And uh, strangely enough, the three richest men who were opposed to the Federal Reserve could not buy their way onto one of the lifeboats when the boat sank. There's no story of them even trying to escape. Yes. Like in the Titanic, we have all the rich people that are stepping over the heads of children and grabbing babies to pretend like they're theirs to get on these lifeboats. But there's not even a story of these guys even attempting to get on a lifeboat and make sure that they're one of the first off, which I, I, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, um, even if you believe the standard narrative, like the, I guess the second layer narrative would be that somebody went in the cabin and put a bullet in their head. Right. And then walked out after the ship was sinking and got off the boat. Mm. Oh, by the way, uh, Skull, there were seven decks to the Titanic and okay. the Oceanic class. Olympic. So like four were all fucked up yes. out of seven. That's four out of seven. Than- yes. Yeah. So 60% of the, the decks were messed right. up, basically. Yeah. Crazy. That's, that's ridiculous, man. Um, Steam turbine powered 16,000, 12,000 kilowatt steam turbines. The output, yeah. The two combined engines had an output of 30,000 horsepower. That's pretty crazy, man. It's a big boat. Also, explain uh, the HMS Hawk damage. Yes. Yes. Um, Six thousand six six thousand six hundred and eleven tons could be carried on Titanic. Sixty six eleven, eh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the furnace is required six hundred tons of coal a day. It's pretty crazy, man. That's I mean, that's a big ship, even for I mean. That's probably why they wrecked it so many times. They'd never driven something like that before. <laughs> right? right? Seriously, it, it is. The, the story is so weird. Like, they wrecked it three, literally three times. Like, right. <laughs> just take, take this monster ship out for the first time. It's like, oops. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's literally what it Smashing sounds like to me. It sounds like that to me. Like, but then when you read, when you read about this guy, this uh, Smith, where's his name? Where is it? There's a there's a wiki on him. I want to find. Yeah, he's got quite the story. Where the hell is the? Oh, that's James Harland. He was a shipbuilder and a politician. The guy who uh, the guy who designed the guy who designed these ships. Um. Damn it. I can't find the I can't find there it is, Captain Edward Smith. Yes, Edward Smith, who who looks like 
literally looks like the um the uh the what do you call it the old spice captain guy <laughs> but he's got a perfect beard he, yes. he looks perfect like beard badass. perfect yeah he uh he he wrecked quite a few ships man he joined as the fourth officer in 1880 of the SS Celtic and then he was commanding the the Republic which he wrecked and then he was on the Majestic, which he wrecked. Um, yeah, the Majestic uh, carried troops to Cape Colony during the Boer War. Um, and he was the mil- he was known as the Millionaire's Captain. Uh, he basically uh, went back and forth on a ship called the Baltic, um, which was mostly just rich people, I guess. Uh, and also, at three years with the Baltic, he had no incidents, so therefore was given a new big ship called the Adriatic, maiden voyage without incident. Um, he then went to the Olympic and just, I don't know, just decided he was going to go on a, I don't know, joyriding with this thing. <laughs> He said uh, there were the Olympic was being assisted. Okay, on the maiden voyage, the Olympic was assisted by twelve tugs. This was the first. This is the maiden voyage, right? When one got caught in the backwash, spun around, collided with the bigger ship, and for a moment was trapped under the Olympic's stern. Uh, this is a citation needed, by the way. So, this guy. This guy was, yeah, this guy was a, a bad driver, I guess, but somehow. Yeah, it's, 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 so if I had a investment. Mm-hmm. Of, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars in today's dollars in this thing that nobody else in the world has. I would want a competent pilot. And the first, I don't know, five times this guy wrecked, it might cause me to have second thoughts about hiring him to, Pilot my my gigantic ship. On September twenty, every time he gets behind the 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 mat, the thingy, the wheel thingy. <laughs> hey, at least the man's consistent. All right, he's, he's fucking consistent. <laughs> yeah. He's like the same guy who who wrecked the Olympic three times, right? And yes. they're like, okay, but let's put him on the Titanic. He wrecked, like, he wrecked the Olympic. Is- he wrecked the Olympic twice. I'm sorry, he wrecked the Olympic twice. And he wrecked. Um, I guess that's why they gave him the job. Yeah, he's like this guy's the best at wrecking things, and we need this thing to go down. Yeah, well, so. yeah, well, I think, well, not just that. I think honestly, um, I think like like the guy the uh, the guy from the documentary said. I think they used Edward Smith as uh, the scapegoat. And they made him a hero, though. You know, yeah. they took a guy with a shitty reputation and turned him into a hero. Um, but I, they used his reputation against him to force him to do this, I guess. Yeah. Which is another nice, you know, another nice, 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 cool story, bro. If you watch the end of Titanic, like he's in the captain's quarters or whatever the big the part where the captain is mm-hmm. 
and the waters he's watching it all go down and just standing there all noble and then the water starts breaking through the windows and he just stands there like like the nazi guy in inglorious bastards before he gets hit in the head with the baseball bat right just sitting there at peace stoic stoic yeah, yeah. okay dude Yeah, sure. Things okay. that never happened for 500, please. Right. 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 Literally, literally didn't happen. The guy was probably on the first boat out. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah. Whoever was on those were on the boats out. If anything happened at all. I mean, yeah, if anything happened at all, that's well, that's the big. Yeah. I mean, like, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just bring the boat back in and scrap everything? But then if that's the case, what's down there? Like, what, what, are, we, what are we seeing? What was discovered in the 1980s then? Well, okay, before we go there, mm-hmm. the newspaper articles. Oh, yes, yes. From, let's go. Yeah, let's skip. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not skip ahead. Yeah, from, from the next day, there were a lot. And when I say a lot, like you can look these up on Google. There's This is not something that's a conspiracy. This is something that, interestingly, the Smithsonian Magazine has a little video that's hilarious. It's like yes. a little two minute video explaining like why all of these news. Oh, here, hold on. Let me, let me, let me play the video. Oh, can you play it? Oh, that's everybody great. Everybody yeah. can hear it. Yeah. They can hear this. Yeah. That's great. It's like a minute. It's like a minute and a half long. Here we go. The day after the sinking of the Titanic, newspapers around the world reported that all the passengers aboard had been saved with headlines like Titanic sinking, no lives lost, and all saved from the Titanic. How could so many newspapers get it so wrong? The -the state-of-the-art wireless telegraph transmitter installed by Marconi, the leading technology company, was the Titanic's sole connection to the rest of the world. Other ships in the vicinity had similar transmitters. It turns out that the frantic messages that burst forth in the early hours of April 15, 1912 were chaotic. During the course of wireless chatter, someone asked, Are the passengers safe? An answer came, The ship is being towed to Halifax and everyone is okay. The only problem was that neither the question nor the response were about the Titanic and her passengers. It referred to another ship in the vicinity that had also floundered and was being towed to Halifax. When reporters got wind of the story, misinformation spread like wildfire. The scale of the disaster overshadowed any scandal that may have arisen from this appalling misreporting. And so, the whole saga was simply forgotten. The whole saga was simply forgotten. Because that's how it works. We made it up. (laughs) It never happened. It didn't happen. Not this time. Yeah. Q Jonathan uh, Frakes. Uh, and like, if you look at the news, uh, the news headlines, they don't say like random ship is, be, you know, being t- towed back to Carpathia didn't have any loss of life. It's like Titanic sinking, no lives lost, 40 point text. Titanic right, sinking, huge, no lives lost. Yeah, All Titanic right. passengers are safe transferred in lifeboats at sea like very specific it doesn't sound like something that got mixed up and they didn't have a whole lot of information it's specifically talking about people being in lifeboats they had a number and they had how many people were saved they had everybody lived nobody died now i think that's what actually happened i think that nobody actually died um yeah i don't think anybody died either 
Again, and they don't have to kill people. Nope. Nope. But Johnny, why? They don't care about killing people. Yeah, but they like it when they make us do it to ourselves. Yeah. That way they don't have to actually do it. But don't they kill people? Sure. Sure. They kill people, but if they don't have to, then it's much simpler. I was going to say it's a lot less messy. Yes. You don't have to do, you don't have to worry about, like, if you kill people, you have to actually pay out insurance claims, right? Mm. But you don't have to do that when nobody's dead. You just go, oh, you know, this person, X person who's got a name in a newspaper died, but there's no paperwork on that person whatsoever. This is the same thing that happened in 9-11 when you had all of the photograph it was like the photograph and then there's like another photograph that looks exactly the same with the person but the person's like got another person with their hand around them in every single official photograph it was like they they took all these photographs from people and they photoshopped one extra person into them and all these names that you could look up and brian staveley was saying that he has a 9-11 stream every year where he challenges family of the 9-11 victims to call in and no one ever does no one's done it in like all these years he's done it every single year he's like call in you tell me about your family member that died and nobody's ever died. I mean, nobody's ever called in who's, who said they had a family member who died. It's very, uh, it's very less messy, mm-hmm. but also you... nobody ever died. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody died. <laughs> of course, people lose their fucking minds when you tell them nobody died on 9-11. And I'm sure people would lose their minds back then. If you told oh, them yeah. that nobody died. I knew <laughs> somebody. I knew yeah. my cousins, my cousins, she's dating a rich guy and they were on there and they're both dead. Yeah. There's always some guy who comes into my chat every time 9-11 comes around and I mention that nobody dies and he's got no profile picture and no at name. And he's like, my sister was in there. She died. My sister. Definitely. It's like, okay, who are you guy that has never commented before in my chat who just randomly popped up out of nowhere? Well, I'm not going to dox myself. It's just like, okay, so it's unverifiable. Cool. Thanks. Hmm. Like, and that was very do you think someone would just do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. It's not it's not like, you know, it's not like they don't they don't do that all the time. No. I mean, who would do such a thing? Right. <laughs> right. So we've got the the um the guy saying there was no iceberg. Mm-hmm. You've got the crazy captain who's like a buck and bronc rodeo rider of large ships. You've got all these people calling in sick the day before and all these other people saying, you know, the big fanfare behind the whole thing, but then only second class tickets being offered and no first class tickets being offered. The capacity wasn't full. The lifeboats were not full and nobody knows what happened out there in the middle of the ocean. And there's nobody to uh, witness it except for four people at the end of the day. And both all four of these guys were like, working class guys who could have easily been threatened with their livelihoods or their lives or the lives of their families to make sure that they got the story the way they wanted to. And then on top of that, the day of you had all these newspapers saying no lives were lost. The Titanic sank, but don't worry. Everybody got on the lifeboats and they were all fine. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. But, but they were, it's, you know, like telephones, like, so every single newspaper fucked up, not, not, not one fucked it up, but all of them. And we're oddly specific about everything. Okay. Oddly specific. Yes. 
Right, right. Um, yes, oddly specific that they all they all got it wrong. Every single newspaper. And then, and then, just you know, in the in the kerfuffle of the ship sinking, they just forgot about all that. You know, they just forgot that they. Uh, according to the Smithsonian. Oh, the Smithsonian uh. Institution. <laughs> Institution. That bothers me so much. Oh, God, I hate it so that's much. It's one, one of my top five. Oh, Mandela. Yeah, that's another one. Bothers me. Mandela, another one got me this week. Got me this dog. Finally got dog bot. Dog butt finally has a Mandela. Finally thing. got that. He's mad too, dude. <laughs> I'd be mad too. I was mad. I was mad about the. I was about. I'm mad about Hello Clarice. He asked me specifically the chorus mm-hmm. of the song Wish for mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. and I typed out the chorus as I know it. As I and, and he goes and he's like, "Holy shit! No, that's not it. Now it's yep. changed. Yep, and now it's." This word full of you, <laughs> <laughs> full of you. Yes, full of you. It's, I've been to so many Nine Inch Nails concerts. I've seen them up on the big screen. I've been like front row, and didn't we? You were at that same, not the same concert, but the same tour. Did you go see Perfect Circle with Nine Inch Nails? I saw the tour with Jim Rose Circus, Marilyn Manson, and Nine Inch Nails. It was one of the best shows I've ever okay i remember that yeah i remember that one too that was, was wow that was, that was early no yeah. i said that must have been dogbot that went to the other one but the perfect circle nine inch nails show i was on the rail like right up front my girlfriend and i my best friend and his girlfriend all of us are getting crushed and i'm like six feet away from trent reznor screaming the lyrics to this and it's 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 for you yeah it's for you it's this it's world always for been, you yeah, in this world for, for you. you yes for you and and it's now it's full oh, of you. Yeah. It's, it it yes. sounds a million times better that way. Yes. We were at the Oakland Coliseum and we saw them uh, with uh, Queens of the Stone Age when, um, oh, what's his face? Uh, played drums for them. What's his face from Nirvana? Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl. was there for that. Yeah, for that one. And my my former very, very rich libtard friend who got us the box seats, um, his friends, they were like, your friend's weird. Because I was into, really into the music, and they weren't into the music. They were just there to you know, to do cocaine and hang out, right? And uh, I was there to see Nine Inch Nails. And Wish comes on, and I'm s- the only person in there screaming the lyrics, and I know it's for you. I, like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I lost my voice to that song before. Okay. Yeah, and I asked Dogbot, I was like, you know. I'm like, what is it now? Am I going to be mad? He's like, you're going to be very mad. I'm glad that all of us agree, and the other admins of Paranormies all had the same memory that mm-hmm. we have. There were a couple of people who were like, this world full of you, which is, that's what it is now. I mean, you can go look at the li- old live shows and stuff. You look at the liner notes. I told Dogbot, I was like, you remember the liner notes and the lyrics, like reading it? Because that, you know, it's possible, maybe, some people would say, that you heard it wrong. But he's like, no, no, I I had the, the liner notes, the lyrics yep. memorized. Dude, Read I them. had every version. My friends and I, my friend Harry, growing up, was a huge Metallica freak. Any sort of remember when you could buy like the European releases, all the EPs and stuff, the Japanese, the European, the yeah. American version, yes, whatever. Yes. I had all of those. I had broken. I had fixed. I had all the different versions of that. Those two Nine Inch Nails albums, and were those, those because were you had to get all the B sides. Those were technically those were technically EPs, huh? broken yeah. and fixed yeah but i had i had both of them and i had every version and i had all the b-sides and i had all the remixes and i had like 
16 CDs representing those two EPs. And it's always been for you. Yep. Yep. So and now it's changed. Yep. They just keep doing this. And again, they keep doing it to media because that's the, that that's the thing that they control the most, you know? And it just keeps, I don't know if it's, if it's the reality machine or if it's just the simulation, right? It's just a simulation. I mean, the liner notes are changed yeah. in the paper. So. It's not just people fucking with the internet. No, you went and looked. You took a picture. Uh, he showed it to me. Dogbot okay. showed it to me. Yeah, he was mad. He was very mad. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of, I'm, I'm little. Yeah, I would, I would. I'm sure we'll hear about it on Tuesday. It was pretty funny listening to him flabbergasted, and he's like, "Dude, I'm fucking Magna- Mandela affected." Finally, I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> made made fun of you for for two years now. Made, I know. Been right? making it's fun like, of you. Welcome to my world. Life. Yep crazy but uh back to the titanic that's not mandela affected um anyways the smithsonian institute does anybody know yes the smithsonian institute was the people it's like we're talking about newspapers there's hundreds of newspapers that somehow got it wrong and called it the smithsonian institute too but that's the that's the organization that hides history that's their purpose Mm -hmm. their purpose is a mandela effect yes to create new yeah to to manufacture false mandela effects Mm -hmm. right Gaslighting like the, dis- the institute. Yeah. Yeah. Like yes. the disappearance of dragons and to be replaced by millions of year old dinosaurs mm-hmm. and the disappearance of giants to re- be replaced by nothing and artifacts. And, yeah. That was a know. good one. That was a good one. They just decided, nope, there's nothing. Yeah. There's what just about nothing. those bones? Yeah. No, nothing. Your, your aunt was crazy. The one that talked about them was crazy. She's yeah. just nuts. There was some really tall people that were circus freaks. That's it. Mm-hmm. You'll see them. They'll show. They'll let you see those couple of pictures of those masons, the the Masonic twin giants. You know the ones you see all the time. I, I'm not sure. You never seen those ones? The ones that you, you, they're were like top hats or something. Yeah, they're always yeah they're the top the black top yeah, hats. Okay. Yeah, those right, are the ones. Yeah. yeah, you get to see them all the time. It's like weird. Those are, those are the only giant uh, and the occasional like Mongolian looking giant. Yeah, or that tall guy with the glasses. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, him. But even him, I didn't really see him until the internet, actually. Mm. Would you remember the, uh, remember growing up with the Guinness Book of World Records books? Yes. There was always the tallest man in there, and he was always, it was always that same dude, was like eight foot two or something. And he got like a cane. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, he's he's all messed up because, see, this isn't natural. Right, right. They feel like it was probably the same dude when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same guy. I, I I know I know which guy it was. Yeah. And they always showed you how deformed he was, and there was never right. you know it was not healthy to be that big, right? Right, right. Because it's not natural, right? Because now you have these nephilim, these quarter nephilim. Right. What do you what do you call them? Quephilims, the uh, the the basketball players, <laughs> like quadrophilims. <laughs> 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 not nef nef drones. That didn't nef, work very well. Nef, nef drones. Oosh. <laughs> We'll workshop that. Uh, hey, nef- throw a bunch of shit about against the wall and see what sticks. Nephildrun. Nephicudes. Nephicudes. <laughs> no. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but, uh, where else would you get? Where, where else would you get, you know, 200 and how many ever seven foot people like that that are actually athletic and can move around and aren't with canes? Yeah, they, they mysteriously don't, don't need canes. They just don't want you to height max. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 
man. So they what are they hide? What are the, what are the Smithsonian hiding now with the Titanic? What did they? What, were, what was? Why did why did the Smithsonian were they involved? Well, the Smithsonian was just that that video of why the newspapers. Oh, right, okay, right. I just thought it was funny because it's that specific in, institute to, mm-hmm. that that says, "Oh, well, nothing to see here, guys." Look right, the other okay, way. right, right. The official narrative provider of the of of history. They're the officer Bar Brady of like history. <laughs> nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. Nothing to see here, man. So. Where do we leave off with the Titanic, though? Well, it's gone now, right? right. It, so. It's 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 sink it's sinking, sank, sunk, mm-hmm. allegedly. And uh, I mean, we don't think that actually happened. But probably, if I were a really really rich guy who was going to pull off an insurance scam, mm-hmm. and I had a hundred million dollars worth of uh, ore and metal and whatever else, um wood and glass and everything else that's in that ship would i just make a big hole in it and sink it to the bottom of the ocean to nobody's going to see it again or would i send it to malaysia and have all of that scrap just cut apart and used so that i could make the maximum amount of profits for it this is not something we can prove at all there's no evidence for it obviously but it makes a lot more sense than just sending the thing to the bottom of the ocean and when yeah. we get to the James Cameron footage, this will make a little, little bit more sense, actually. Yeah, imagine not double dipping on everything. Yeah, why wouldn't you? That's how these people work, right? right? Like it's back then. Like it's not like they have a whole bunch of technology and stuff to be able to catch on to you. I guess Plus, he was already losing money because the thing wasn't seaworthy, and it was losing. You know, he was losing all the income from people not taking voyages because it was in the dock getting patched up. Right. Why not recoup the maximum amount of money that you could by sending the crew that you had make a big bang. Boom. Oh, everybody's got to get off the ship. I don't see an iceberg. No, no, there's an iceberg. Get off the ship. Get out of here. It's sinking. Everybody's going to die. Roll away from the ship. Oh, no, it totally sank. And then have the rest of the crew go to, you know, I don't know why I keep saying Malaysia, but go somewhere. Because that's where they always take the airplanes. Right, right. right. (laughs) That is why. You, of course you do. That is the, <laughs> Malaysian, the fucking Malaysian airline. That's right. why I came up. I didn't right. think about that until you said it just now. Right. Right. But, and why wouldn't they? Because that's, that's what they always do. Yeah. There's got to be like a giant parking lot with like airplanes and big ships and stuff in Malaysia. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And then there's a group of tribesmen that are like the, the king of all cargo cults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um. But yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense though. It makes a lot of sense that they would do something like that. You know, it doesn't make any sense that they would have destroyed this thing that they spent so much money in even if they were going to sink it purposefully, right? Even if they're going to sink it purposefully, well what about the, Okay, so what about the theory that while they were in dry dock together, uh, that they did all the switching, they also took all the expensive stuff off and basically just sank the the empty Thing. but that's Basically also shell. the empty shell but that's also hundreds of millions of dollars worth of like you said like steel and wood and trim and this and that yeah i mean that just it just seems very wasteful for the way these people act and yeah that's not how they operate no 
It's not. No, they reuse. I mean, again, like like literally, they their whole premise is to reuse stuff, anyways, right? Yeah. And again, there's no communication back then, so you know, you send something to another country, it's as good as gone. They can still do that. They can do that today, as you just mentioned, with the Malaysian airline, that fucking airplane that disappeared. Mm-hmm. That thing didn't just disappear. Somebody took it and did something with it. Right. It went somewhere. It's de- and- yeah, it definitely went somewhere, right? And you can yeah, drop off the. There's a, we're we're talking earlier about communications and how there wasn't much communications. Now they had these Marconi towers, right? These were these these they're basically uh, Morse code. That's all they had was Morse code. Yep. So it wasn't like they were sending radio signals. Hey, we hit an iceberg. No, they were sending Morse code, and it's not like they said the operators. Now, how many of these, how many of these things do you think they could send at one time? And just think about how Morse code works, right? I'm sending out, right? And that's just radiating everywhere. And anybody with a receiver is picking it up, right? Is that how that works? Uh, I, don't, yes. I don't know. So how are you receiving multiple messages from multiple locations at the same time on a ship back in 1912? Something doesn't add up. I mean, am I sending a message and then the operator in New York picks it up and the operator in New York has 10 people waiting to send messages to their cousins on the ship? You know what I mean? Like that whole story doesn't really logistically seem to add up. But that oh, also, this is another one of those things that where Johnny doesn't understand something. So it's not true. Right. No, that's not that's not the case. I also I need to make a mea culpa. I'm a retard. I forgot what rotoscoping is. Um, <clears throat> With the uh, remember, I told you guys the TikTok video with the, the Disney animations. Remember that from last week? You guys, anybody? Jack? Uh, rings a bell. I can't remember the specifics. I the they, they, the Tarzan thing. Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh and the Jungle Book and all that stuff. All it is is rotoscoping. They just they just run the same thing over, and you can animate over the same thing over and over. That's literally the theory. I don't know that. I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense, but like, did they have the technology for that as as, as far back as that? Who knows? Who knows? They probably did. But anyways, I need. I know they didn't have like a switchboard where they're like, "Okay, I'm going to patch you in to the Titanic," like they did with the moon. You know, right? So, but with Morse code being radiated out from you know radio, radio goes out and you know in every every direction. Radio waves go out in every direction. So, yeah, as far as I know, there's probably going to be some well actually commenter uh, who lets us know that we're totally wrong about this. But as far as I know, it's going to be open to communication from lots of different people. Right. Right. So whoever's sending you, I mean, how many, how many uh, telegraph operators did the titanic have how many messages was it taking in at once like you know what i mean because you hear about all these you hear about all these um the titanic supposedly took in a message at this time a message at this three messages from new york uh, or excuse me five messages from the california two about icebergs and then three directed directly to um to um uh the captain like I would imagine that another issue would be you can't have multiple people doing it at the same time. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Signals get crossed and all of a sudden it's just jumbled up and you're. Yeah. 
because it was so at the time i mean this stuff only was, was only invented in like 1890 marconi invented these things so there weren't that i mean i guess they were 20 years old but back then i don't know how t- like technologically advanced but to still telegraph you know it wasn't like radio communications where they were sending actual audio it was just telegraph dots and yeah dashes. you couldn't even be like yeah just meet me on uh this channel or this frequency right Suspect there too. So now your messages are suspect, Titanic. How do you feel about that? Sending well, mixed signals. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. And then um, I, I think that the way that we found out the most about what really happened finally on that fateful day was at the end of James Cameron's 33 trips to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> to look at the wreckage and understand what really happened. That's how many he's taken is 33 trips. Wasn't he down there on nine 11? Yeah, yeah. The day of nine 11, he was under the sea looking at the Titanic. And that's why he didn't know what happened when he came back up. And there was all of this chaos because the towers had just been hit in New York, but he was too busy underground looking or sorry underwater looking at the titanic <laughs> that's the fucking story jeez that's like he had to top everybody's everybody else's 9-11 story yeah right except like mcfarland was like i was supposed to get on an airplane but yeah. <laughs> james cameron's like hold my beer you're right you would think you would think that the ocean gate people would have contacted you know james cameron Figuring he's been down there the most, you know. You would think that the Ocean Gate people would have just used a fucking submarine that was already guaranteed to not die or kill you, you right? Think, or didn't have little tiny flashlights uh, stuck on the bin, the front of it, and would actually have a spotlight array where you could actually see something four fucking miles down. Yeah, actually, yeah, right. It's crazy. It got like two little pin lights on it. Like, what are you going to be able to see? It's pitch black down there. It's got like a hard like, hat. It's got like a hard hat light. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Or the so, toilet or lack thereof, I guess. Dude, there was a toilet and it's just like a little box. I, I looked into it. It's just a little box. It's just yeah. Like, like I didn't even know how to describe it. Imagine the smell. Like you're in and uh, they already said that there's no ventilation in this thing, right? And you're going to take a shit. It, I mean, they said they could, they had 96 hours of air in there. So that's potentially four days. That would actually be a massive flex. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so yeah, so James Cameron went down thirty-three times. And allegedly. So, allegedly. So what did James Cameron teach us about the Titanic? Well, I mean when okay, according to the footage, if you look at the footage, now here's the interesting part, and how and we start getting into like how deep do the conspiracies go. And how does the reality work with these things? But the footage that's shown to the public of the from the submarine that allegedly James Cameron took does appear to show that, uh, for example, it has the number. I think it has sixteen portals, portholes, instead of fourteen. I may be getting those switched up, but the number that the Olympic had and the name stamp of the Titanic is actually um there's you can see an m and a p 
like where, where Titanic is supposed to be. Like, right. I, I guess they would have come off after all, after all these years. Right. The they were original. The, the names were originally stamped into the steel. And on Titanic, they were uh, letters that were riveted on. And so these would have come off in the wreck and there's an M and a P and it's so Olympic. There's yes. no M and no P in Titanic. Right. Um, and then the propeller, it has a 401 stamped on it. And if you remember the story, the original Titanic had the propeller that was 401 and the Olympic had the one that was 400, but they switched out the propeller. So they took the 400 off. They put the 400 onto the Olympic. And then if they would have passed off the Olympic as the Titanic, well, it would have had the 401 propeller on it. And that's the number that is on the propeller that is allegedly at the bottom of the ocean that is in the footage of James Cameron's um, that that he took. Right. But, 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 but what the fuck is the thing that's stuck onto the front of the ship? <laughs> yeah, that's, what is that? What is that? It's supposed to be the, what are they saying that it is? They're saying that it's, the I don't know, it's like a railing, right? There's a big giant thing, something. It looks like an anchor or something that's sticking out of the front. Uh, what's the front? The bow of the yeah, ship the is bow. the front, right? Okay. Okay. If you look at the original pictures of both the Titanic and the Olympic, the bow goes at almost a 90 degree straight up and down vertical. Yes. Very sharp. And then the railing in which um, Rose stood on top of it and did the crucifixion pose. And then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio stood behind her and they played that song. Mm -hmm. My heart will go on. Uh, I don't know if that's, I think that's the song I played during that part. Uh, probably. She She's at the front of that railing, right? That's at the very front of the ship. There's nothing else there. There's the railing and then the sharp um for the bow the where where the two pieces of mm -hmm. steel come together and it goes up at a 90 degree angle okay the most important piece of footage the most well-known famous photograph that you see from the james cameron footage is the very front of the ship all lit up and on the bow in the footage you can go look for yourself now there's this big giant thing stuck there that's not in any picture of the olympic or the titanic anywhere in existence i scoured pictures i scoured looking for something that would have been this thing yeah this thing sticks out past the it sticks out past the uh the railing and it's well past yeah like several feet strange it would be like you know eight feet out or something minimum yep 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 it's a giant thing that's stuck there i don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be but it's if it is, it's like that's not the same ship, or that's something else, right? Because looking at pictures of the Titanic right now, there's the front of the uh, the, no, it's straight down, like from the railing, <laughs> almost nine. It's like like eighty eight degree angle. It's like eighty eight <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. New York, uh, New York Post kind of told on themselves there because they did like a side. I'm going to post in the content chat, but uh, yeah, they did like a side by side, but it's just like I, I'm noticing the thing that you don't want me to notice that you didn't mention it's like okay where in the picture is it i would right. like to see where this thing is yeah there's <laughs> that and then um 
And that digital picture. Where are all the smokestacks? Yeah, true. Yeah. I guess they, oh, when they, it was split in half and did its thing, uh, all the smokestacks fell and they just disappeared. Broke off. Like, none of this looks like the act- like that ship in the picture. The big picture with, like, little, with the little picture in picture that you just posted? Yeah. It's just... I don't know. It looks it, it looks like they implying, you know, space is real, all that. Like it looks like they took the picture on the moon. Right. It does, yeah. Everything's all like gray and yeah, well this yeah. is a digital this is a digital image taken from computers. You know, robots. Yeah. Yeah. Robots. But um But anyway, the same people who like <laughs> The, the, the people who make movies, mm-hmm. the people who are involved in secret societies, the people who are involved with crafting the narrative of history are the people that are showing us this wreckage that's allegedly at the bottom of the sea. And there's no way that we can go and verify any of this for ourselves. It's just trust me, bro. And on the most famous photograph, there's this giant thing. It's not just the outgrowth of algae and stuff. This is a metal thing that's attached to the ship that has no basis in any historical photograph whatsoever. Right. And um, but... I'm, I'm sorry. But I'm just like, I saw that thing. Johnny said the same thing. It was just like, the whole thing's fake. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck we're looking at, it's like that's not what was in those pictures that we saw that everyone was shown before. Mm-hmm. So what was this? Oh, you posted this this oh. thing from from the blue. The Bismarck was a battleship of our navy. What's the chance that whoever discovered Titanic wreckage would also discover a sunken steel hulled Bismarck after targeted by fifteen torpedoes launched by an outdated twin engine ferry swordfish? Or have a ship identical to the German battleship like the Titanic and the Olympic? Hmm. Hmm. So you think it might be the Bismarck that's down there and not the Titanic? That they're actually showing yeah, pictures but the, of? Yeah, but seeing, the thing is they show us the footage of the portholes and the 401 on the propeller and the... Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. and the MP and all that. So it, it's really... You start to get into territory where you're like, how, how deep does the conspiracy go? Like, it's like fucking it's like matt says like with the reality generation machine like the deeper you dig the more bullshit you find and then it just becomes it starts to become ridiculous after a while yep man i don't know dude it's like bottom of the atlantic deep (laughs) yeah it's pretty deep yeah it's very 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 who knows how deep that is even well just go get in a submarine and check for yourself you can't do that. You'll die. Look what happened to the billionaires. They, yeah, dude, they got in the submarine stupidly and they died. These stupid billionaires, dumb billionaires that don't know what they're doing. They just make dumb decisions all the time. Yeah, just right. happen to become billionaires. Exactly. Right. Jack, did you right. post that other video, that other picture? Yeah. Those don't, yeah, they, it's they just don't like, uh, these the two wreckage photos don't look the same. At all, and it's like the same sort of picture. No, type. look like two different ships. Totally, yeah. I like, don't believe it's completely caved in, and one of them, and the other ones, it's totally intact. Like, okay, which is it? 
it makes I mean it makes sense that they would they would fake the whole thing. You know, why fake part of it when you can fake all of it? Or look how much more again, like if you want to keep it at the really easy to understand level, when I mean, it's always deeper than this, but like look how much money and power James Cameron got from telling that story again, taking a night to remember and putting it in the form of a movie and then saying, you know, oh, I'm going to take these submarines and go explore the real wreckage. And now I have a narrative of history that happens to comport with um, the, you know, the same story that was told before. I don't know, man. It's, it's, there's no way to prove any of this shit. Right. And that's the other thing. All of this stuff is non-falsifiable. Yeah. It's like we we went to space. How do how do you know that? Well, we got pictures and video, right? Okay, made by yeah. the people who we don't believe. Made by movie makers who mm-hmm. make movies where they you can't tell the difference between fantasy and reality. Like when, like when you watch the Titanic, it's like that. That's fucking impressive. The shit that they do in that movie, and that movie's like what twenty years old. Mm-hmm. It's fucking imp- really mm-hmm. impressive. I think it's really. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's they just <laughs> you can't trust any of these people with any of this stuff anymore, man. No, no. Nope. I, I personally, I don't believe that whatever James Cameron's showing us is the Titanic, and probably that, that ship never sank. Obviously, I can't prove any of that. But based upon the actual facts that I have, it makes the most sense that they would have taken the ship out to the ocean, pulled everybody off of it, maybe made a big bang, said the ship was going to sink. The few people that they had in there, probably less people than were even told in the in the second layer narrative, and then took the ship off to one of these Asian countries and had it scrapped. Money, money, money. Hmm. A lot of money, money, money. A lot of money, money, money going on there, dude. Yeah. So there's never ever really any pictures of like the back half of them. Like I'm trying to look it up now. I I've found one so far. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing. Again, no construction photos. No. No, destruction photos. I don't see where the smokestacks would even be mounted or like, like it, it would be like a chimney attached to nothing at this point from what I'm seeing. There's no where that. Oh, my God. Yeah, you would think like at least you would see like the broken off portion of some of the smokestacks, but there isn't anything there. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, even in the movie, like they didn't just rip off at the bottom like. Like the trunk of the tree, like it's split in half. Yeah, they kind of split and they were like, it wasn't like the whole thing popped off. Yeah, it wasn't clean tears. That That's that's a given. But yeah. uh, I'm seeing nothing. Mm. From the front nor the back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Seems, seems faker and gayer the more I look at it. Well, and the people involved in the, like the most recent sub thing were the fake, some of the fakest and gayest people. In oh, the, this, this yeah. Hamish guy 
is said to have circumnavigated the, the globe north to south because they had to do that because nobody had ever done it because nobody does it. And if you look at the circumnavigational path, it doesn't make any sense. And it's not a circumnavigation. He just goes up and down. He, he goes up once and he comes down. That's not a circumnavigation around the globe. And then he goes up in Jeff Bezos' penis rocket after that. Well, we know that's fake. So he's a liar twice. And then now he decides to get in this submarine that when you just take a cursory look at the safety of this thing it's obviously a death trap and these two two of the guys are billionaires two of these guys would have had a team of people checking this thing out to see if it was okay and to see if it was safe to make sure that they were not just going to go down there and die and then just the over the top like oh uh here's the here's the uh what's it called the disclosure thing i can't remember what the word is but the thing you have to sign to not sue people and oh, it's a like, non-disclosure agreement nda or well the thing that's like i may die or you may die right catastrophically oh, oh, it, oh, oh a waiver a waiver a waiver waiver and it mentions death like five times in the first page and the owner of the submarine company's laughing about it he's like ha 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 death 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 and then he dies it's just like come on right nobody died nobody died in that thing nobody would have ever gotten in that thing in the first place that thing was a fucking joke no insurance company would even fucking allow it, regardless exactly. of the paper. And then all the people involved in it, James Cameron and his crew, would have been like, you're not going down in that fucking thing. Here, we have a submarine right here you can use. We've gone down 33 times in it. Right. Well, I don't think he would do that because he doesn't want to go past 33. Well, he would well, in somebody else times, do it, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. Ah, yeah, true. Mm. It, it's, it was a... It was a... I don't know what it was. It was a... I mean... There's signs that it was a ritual. There's evidence that it was um, possibly just a publicity thing to bring this Titanic thing up again. Like, who knows why they do these weird things? But nobody died in that stupid fake submarine thing. I know right. it's fake and gay because not only was it plastered everywhere, like mainstream shit, but also constant poll threads. It's like, all right, yeah, this is just like slide threads. That's that's great. Do like, the why news- do we care? The news uh, agencies had a, a fucking air counter, a, a countdown for how much oxygen was in the thing. Right. <laughs> like, the, the news like, is right. Yeah. If this if this was yeah. real, that's pretty fucking morbid. Yeah. Right. No shit. Right. But that's where we're at, though, dude. That's where we're at with like, come on, man. Like Canada like, isn't the leading cause of death in Canada euthanasia now. Uh, I think it's what I've heard. It's number one or number two. It's up there. Yeah, it's way, the way not good. Yeah. Oh, what's the matter? Oh, you don't. You, you're not feeling it today. You want to kill yourself? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They opened it up to children recently. Yeah. Because that's the compassionate thing to do. Jesus, dude, that's crazy, man. What the fuck, Canada? Day of the rake can't happen soon enough. Well, they're raking themselves. Apparently, <laughs> it's not fair. That those are leaves that I could be raking. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. He took our jobs. They did, though. They did take our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right, well, Titanic, fake and gay. Yes. And of course, of Very. course, they have a huge conspiracy theory that everybody's allowed to talk about and hear about, and, you know. Well, they killed John Jacob Astor and Benjamin Guggenheim and, you know, the Federal Reserve. You know, everybody, oh, dude, Johnny, Johnny, that's what I was going to tell you. What? 
you know how I mentioned before we started mm -hmm. recording that my kid, my eldest, is watching conspiracy YouTube videos now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he was telling me, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't actually the Titanic that sank. It was the Olympic. Oh. And I was like, how'd you hear that? Oh. So apparently that conspiracy is okay right. for junior high school kids who are looking up into uh, getting new into conspiracy and searching around YouTube. That should tell you all you need to know. Probably. Right. Well, that's, there you go. That's the authorized conspiracy. Yep. Yeah. Which lets you know that there's way more to it than what they're telling us. Correct. Absolutely. All right. Well, Skull, thank you very much, sir. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being yes, part, part of part two pleasure. of Titanic. Absolutely, man. Thank yeah. you. Jack. Thanks, buddy. Ah, always a pleasure. All right. You going to do a pasta for us? Yes, I will find one at some point. All right, cool. Tonight or in the morning. Yeah, we'll do that. I got to work tomorrow anyway, so whatever. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for checking this out. Hopefully, this one was as informative as the first one. I know the first one was was great. I, I went back and listened to it. And I remember it, that one gives me warm fuzzies when I, when I listen to it, and not just because our buddy Fash Gordon was on it, but um, just because it was. I thought he was on that one. Yeah, he's the one. He was the one who brought it up originally. And I, I got to ask him what he thinks about this this new stuff now that the new shit has come to light. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. We will see you live Tuesday over on Pilled D Live and Odyssey for the Nationalist Inquirer. For everybody who's not here, I'm Johnny. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you all later. Time travel makes you gay. Mm -hmm.